The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning, live from Los Angeles, powered by AA Best Bell Bonds, Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It is R and R in the morning, an LA edition, once again live from the beautiful downtown Los Angeles Convention Center. He's Rudy J, I'm Rob Thompson. Day three on Radio Row begins. What's going on, fellas? Well, good night last night. We expect a full and exciting day. Some good seafood last night. Didn't go too nuts. Got in early enough. Absolutely. Good night, though. Went down to Redondo Beach. Now that the drive over there, you drove over. Drove over and back. That's fun. said, uh... 30 minutes when we left, and it turned into an hour and a half? Well, yeah. Was, Not an hour and a half. It was probably about 45 minutes. I was asleep. Hour, yeah. <laughs> Rudy did the typical just, Rudy thing. said, no, I'll get it back. Yeah, I'm going to the back row. We had a third row van, and I was like, I wake up, and I'm like, why are we still driving? <laughs> why are we still in the car? I'm expecting to wake up to an appetizer. And we eventually got it, but yeah, Redondo was a little bit further than we expected. It was Although it's twenty it was, minutes, twenty-five minutes coming back, hour and a half going. Yeah, the, the way back was much better than the way over there. Spurs hit the road today. Uh, begin the rodeo road trip. They'll suddenly halt that for the All Star break next week. But they get the Cleveland uh, uh, Cavaliers. Uh, we'll have uh, Carolina will join us at eight thirty for uh, shoot around as we look forward to a couple of games spate before the All Star break. The trade deadline looms. Just a couple of days away, and here it comes. We had a huge one last night. Two bad teams shuffling the uh, chairs on the their sinking ships, sending their bad guys for other bad guys. But DeMontis Sabonis is now in the West, which I guess is the real news here. Buddy Heald heads to the Pacers. I do think we'll see more more deals today, but that's a pretty big one. We'll look at the effect on the league, whether we think those are going to stick, and where the Spurs might land at, at that about 7.30. Anita Marks is going to join us at 8 o'clock. She is with the uh, Daily Wager on ESPN. We'll look at the props, where you can win yourself some money. The the prop bets are interesting, as always. Which way do you bet? You a prop bet guy? Never. No. And they seem so easy. But I never, I never easy. lay any money. They're not easy. Very easy. Everybody be doing it. Everybody be winning a lot of money. So no, I've never done a prop bet. I know Menace has a little cool little prop bet, little board thing he does that I'm interested to play in because that's not a lot of money. But um, no, never been a prop bet guy. But I guess we can ask Anita about it. How much would it cost to celebrate the Super Bowl in Los Angeles the right way? What's depends on your definition of the right way. Well, I want to live the L.A. lifestyle. I want to be a rock star. Come to the Super Bowl. How much do you think it would cost, and how would you go about living if you, that if life? You're doing rock, if you're doing rock star, it's going to cost you somewhere between a buck fifty to three hundred. What if I wanted to live like Shaq? That's different. That's a little different. Now, isn't he hosting a party that we could? Yeah, it's like a, but it's for like a like a million bucks. Some type. It's of like that. a million dollar weekend. Yeah. 
And you but if you, I mean, if you have the million, like if you, if you Floyd comes through, yeah. But it doesn't even seem like it's. I don't know. We'll get into it, but it doesn't seem like it's worth it. If, because I, I mean, if I'm gonna spend a million dollars, nah. I, I mean, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be on Super Bowl weekend. Not a million. I like I said, about buck fifty three hundred is good enough and have a good, a really, really good time. I don't have to spend a million at a carnival. The vibe's starting to turn up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it got time. a little bit more busy yesterday for sure. Last night, the uh, as we were finishing up, the boys with the Blitz were done. The the uh, Lakers hosted Milwaukee. Yeah, well, I'm glad we got out of here before that happened. So you know it was a zoo downtown. And uh, what a precursor for the, for the Super Bowl is. Everybody's getting ready to take a break. Milwaukee in town. They smoked the Lakers. When can we pronounce them dead? I mean, what? I mean, what you scared of? Pronounce them dead. I'm not going to do it. That's what I'm saying. You can't. I won't. I'm, I'm not doing it yet. I they are. Like it's imminent. They're. They're. Uh, they're going to need mouth to mouth soon. <laughs> it's feeling that way. They're going to need mouth to mouth soon. But I'm not willing to do that yet. The. Uh, the former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, Thomas Dimitrov, is going to join us at 9.30. He's the guy that hired Dan Quinn in Atlanta. And uh, I don't think anybody knows him better. That seemed like a long time ago. It does, but, you know, it really wasn't. But you're right. It's been five years. Six years. Five years? Six years? So it's been a bit. But Dimitrov was one of those rising stars. and certainly a great NFL mind. We'll talk to the Super Bowl free agency. What goes on, and you know, I'm sure you have some insight into Atlanta, the Matt Ryan situation. It'll be good to sit down and talk with him. And today is the day we start rolling through guests. So, uh, Andrew Beck, Kyle Turley, we'll sit down with Michael Irvin later today. Yeah, I mean, we're, I'll be honest. I mean, we're, yeah, 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 yeah. We're with them. You might true. not hear it live, but <laughs> because we'll, we'll probably play it pretty early on Friday morning. Yeah, Thursday or Thursday morning. Don't rush the week. Don't rush us back to San Antonio. I uh, even though it's rolling. What's up? I uh, yeah. I was about to say. I thought it was Thursday there for a second. No, no. It's when it's just only Hump Day, brother. It's only Hump Day. See, I'm choosing not to be violent this morning. Whatever. You already were violent this morning. No, I was no, good this was, morning. It was, was a chill. chill. It was a chill. chipper jab, but it was jabs. Oh, there were jabs. Right, you, so. you were jabbing. Because on. I still don't have any caffeine. I still don't have yeah. any coffee. And that, at the end of the day, was really the only issue. Yeah. I, 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 had, I was over. I was over the driving thing. I was like, you know what, whatever well, happens, what it is, happens. What it is, right? I was just going to let him be. We uh, ensured that the, the van was in a... Easily, easily get out. You could egress easily. Just back the thing up. He did. So this morning, uh, Michael Jimenez, our our morning taxi driver, and God bless him. I mean, this sucks. Props to him for giving this. It sucks. The dude has to get up at three a.m. Yeah, to drive us, and it's only about a thirty-minute round trip if you know the way. It ain't even thirty if you know the way. Yeah, it's it's literally in, in the morning when we map it. It's nine minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes. Because when you dropped off the Blitz the other day, it was in the afternoon, and you were back in fifteen twenty. Yeah, it, it's an easy zip, yeah. and, and especially at this time of day, because there's right. no traffic. Right. So we're on now day three Yes. of the taxi shuttle. The Jimenez and, shuttle service. And this morning, uh, you know, we did not have a late night. In fact, we're Jimenez good. was the first one down. We sat out in, on the balcony and kind of 
Kind of talk for a little bit. Yep, had a cigar, relaxed. Yeah, pleasant conversation. But it was uh, Michael who went to bed, got up fine. He seemed coherent yeah, to me, he fully, looked, he looked fully aware. Right. Yeah, I wasn't concerned. In fact, I had adopted the mentality that, well, just going to get there. It's chill. I have my coffee soon. It's going to be good. So he backs out. And he backs out, and he has a tendency to leave our house a different way than I do, but I now know that's the way he likes to go. So he backed out, and I thought, well, this is he's going the way that it's another block that he's going to add to the drive. But, you know, you know. And then he took another turn, which took us the polar opposite direction. And he said, no, no, I know this way because I ran this way yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he went for a run. He went for a run yesterday, which I'm starting to question the validity of that. Damn, see, you, you just said you weren't going to choose violence. Now you're saying the man didn't really run? Whatever. Continue. I'm just saying. Okay. Go if ahead. you're like, you know, when you play golf and they tell you, you know, if you really want to feel the course, you can't ride the car. you got to walk. Right. Well, he ran the neighborhood. He feels, the, I, you know, I know it was light and it was dark and yeah. it wasn't 3 a.m. Okay. Just headed out the other direction. And by the time I could get my map up, my Google Maps up. We're on the highway. We are on a highway. Which we don't even need a highway. Yeah, but there's no reason. There's no reason to go on the highway. For us to be on a highway. At all. At all, at all, at all, at all, at all. Mike, where are we going? What oh, I doing? got it. He was like, I got it. I got it, man. I ran. And then next thing you know, two, three minutes later, Mike goes, I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are, where we're going. Dude, it's literally, literally three turns. It, Literally three turns to get to the convention center. Three. Our, and we yeah. end up on a highway, an exit, <laughs> an exit off the exit. So now I'm sitting without coffee yet again. Yeah, because, see, if he goes the way that we're supposed to go, there's a 7-Eleven right on the way. Right so there. Rob and I can get some coffee. And if I can, just have a small diva moment. If you're going to accommodate the morning people and be like, hey, you know what? You morning people, come on in. Well, y'all can set up. Come on in and do your shows. Dude, just give me a curry. Like, I don't even need the freshly brewed Car- Carlito. I don't need the Carlito <laughs> special. Like, I'm not I'll asking for it, anybody to be sitting there and serving me coffee. But, like, yo, leave us a curry at least, dude, if you're going to open up. for. I mean, you got 99 security guards. Throw a Keurig out here. There's a. It is really kind of crazy, the number of police that are in and around this. But they have like three cops guarding every door. Three. This is life after 9-11. I guess. This is life after 9 you got You can't be too careful. Dogs everywhere. And, and you got to think, though, for a police officer, for the most part, and you hope it stays this way, you are getting cake money. Oh, this is, they're, yeah. They're just sitting around chilling. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. It makes me feel more comfortable um, because it is a crazy world we live in, and you never know what people do. But for the most part, they're not having to do anything. It's so tight to get in, and now you got to go through metal detectors, in and out, no in and out. It's a lot, a lot of security, dogs, everything. But the, for the most part, they're probably getting 30 40 bucks an hour to sit around and tell war stories. <laughs> Which is pretty much what they've been doing. <laughs> but they've all but been they don't have any coffee either, so they're doing the same things we are. They are the COVID police. No, <laughs> we still have uh, have some tickets to give away today. Love and happiness will uh, rain down upon us coming up on the weekend. Uh, Saturday night, the seventeenth uh, annual Love and Happiness show comes to the Illusions Theater in a beautiful downtown Alamodome. We just curtained it off, but it's a beautiful place. Love it. It's a great opportunity to secure a uh, Valentine's gift 
You get to see Bobby Brown. Anthony Hamilton's going to headline. Kay Michelle will be there. You want to win it? Hang around, uh, early birds. We've given you some shots. We'll give you one more today. We will give it away in this hour. I stepped out of my comfort zone last night, Rob. Yes, you did. I was quite impressed. Yeah, I really was, man. I was, too. I, I, I have to tell you, because <laughs> not only did you step out of your comfort zone, you had the opportunity to go an easy, out of your comfort zone, or a hard one. And you even chose the hard one. I know. And you liked it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. So, Carl, I had a switch I never do. Like, I'm not big on soups. So our meal where we were at, it came with a soup, a salad, and a side. Like, it just comes with it. Like, it's just a part of where your entree. So I'm just like, dude, I'm not going to eat this soup. I'm not a soup guy. I choose the smoked smoked salmon soup. Smoked salmon chowder. Smoked salmon chowder. And when it comes to me, it has the jail feel to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It looks like something they would eat. It was kind of orange. Yeah, it was orange. It sounds <laughs> it had, good. Oh, Carl. Well, it looked weird, but when I tell you that was probably a top two soup I've ever had in my life, it really, really, the, the salmon wasn't, you know, sometimes salmon can be fishy. <laughs> sometimes, but yeah. But I guess when you're right by the ocean, there's no need for you to have old salmon. It was phenomenal, man. Again, I I was so hesitant because I really when I when they put it in front of me, I, I had every intention to no look past it to the left side of the table. <laughs> it was dark anyway; we yeah. wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> yeah, it was dark in that restaurant. It was super sexy in the restaurant. Like I was like, dude, this is kind of intimate for five guys, <laughs> but whatever. And I was like, you know what? Let me just put a little bitty tiny teaspoon on my spoon and give it a give it a tasty taste. And. Ten minutes later, the bowl was gone, brother. You're a picky eater, aren't you? I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying not to be, Carl. I'm too old to be picky. Like, it's really, it's a turnoff. You know what I mean? It's not It's not very becoming of a grown man to be picky. I'll put it this so way. So I'm trying to come out of that. There are a lot of delicious foods in the world, and if you enter with any kind of prejudice, you'll never know. True yeah. that. True statement. But, you know, we've been, we've, we're two for two. We we well in the last two days we started out our week not oh. eating our best meal <laughs> wing and pie I could not have had a worse meal so anything after that would have been an improvement yeah. so maybe that's how I'm grading it but literally two restaurants two in a row extraordinary meal what was that you had you had like a thousand animals a thousand seafood animals it's, in your bowl it's called chipino and it's chipino. a seafood stew that's uh the the fishermen that landed in uh, in the uh, upper coast of California, San Francisco, that region, okay, yeah, yeah, were yeah. primarily of Italian descent, so they'd be out okay. in the bays fishing, and they would be on their boats overnight. So they would bring their typical ingredients they would have from home: tomatoes, olive oil, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they would just cook their daily catch in a stew pot. And they just every time they caught some, they throw something in the stew pot, and then everybody would eat it. That became chipino. So that's. It's a big bowl of, you know, you got whole clams and razor. What was that big old thing you opened? Rob has changed him. He doesn't eat super beans. Right? <laughs> yeah. What was that big old thing you opened? The first, first thing you opened, what is that consider? I think those were razor clams. It was huge, and it was smoking hot when oh, you opened yeah, it. Yeah, it was, yeah. How big was the? How big was whatever it was you got out of there? 
That part, no, that was the body of a crab. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, the legs had been cracked off and the body had been oh, boiled. Because one of them looked like a shell. It was really kind of a letdown because they had boiled everything. I think the bone was more for the soup flavor mm-hmm. than anything else. So, no, it was, that was extraordinary. Uh, for, and then we went to a place that was actually a recommendation from a listener. Which one? I would like to give credit to whoever it was because Minix was the one. We had, this is actually Minix and I's second time to go there. We wanted yeah, to take you been guys. Already. We went over the summer, and so one of the listeners says, "Go try this place, Old Tony's. It's in Redondo Beach." I wonder who it was. Give and, me the props. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those kind of a touristy place, but they back it up with good food. I mean, this, it was a the seafood was really good. Someone said I got y'all smoking cigars. Yeah, Rob didn't smoke one. What is this? He got to smoke tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, actually, Mo, uh, Joe. We were pleasantly surprised with Joe. <laughs> Joe pulled out some heavy hitters on me last night. Joe hit me with a, a $20 Davidoff that was amazing. I had a $20 deck. Jason smoked one. Yes, he did. Joe smoked one. We all chilling on the front patio. You know, the, one of the kids came by when y'all went in. Oh, yeah? And he's like, dude, what do y'all do? And I start telling him what we do. He's like, I'm leaving my radio show. I do our, oh nice, I do our radio on the station. Like, where are you? Like, you know, he was picking my brain. And I'm just like, damn, man. Did he say to that he lived young. there? Yeah, he lived in the back. Back, you know. Uh, to their credit, first of all, I've never been around a college campus with fewer bars. Yeah, there's no bars around. We were, we because one of the traditions we've always had is we find a dive bar and make it mm-hmm. our own. Every night we close the night out at a dive bar. Right. And you'd have thought being in a college area, although it is South Central, there would be kind of a a hangout where we wouldn't be completely out of place. Right. I don't want to go to a college bar. I'm not going. To I don't want to know what look bar. like the dad that's, that's in town. That's weird and creepy. But I do want to find a kind of a chill place. So we were asking the the the, the students, the USC students that live in the back. Like, where's their bar? And he named one. He goes, yeah, but, you know, they close at 10. Yeah. What kind of a bar would you call that? And then I think it was Jason that said, when your parents come to town, where do they go? And he told Yeah, us. he named someplace else. But not a, there's not a college bar around the USC campus, which I got an issue with that. That tells me a lot about the school. <laughs> I mean, consider that. I have a bar. But a good day, because it was stayed in. It was a good evening. But the uh, well, the speed of the radio rows are going to pick up today. We'll, we'll we'll you'll sense a bit of repetition. I mean, a repetition, a, a sense of speed. Uh, you'll see volume. And for those of you watching live on the Streamyard, morning early birds sound off what for us. Early birds. Uh, you'll see a lot more activity behind us. See, that's the DLP South Central. That's not happening. See, a lot of people. If you pay attention to what you see on television. You will get a false interpretation of not all of South Central is bad, just like not all no. of whatever side of town is supposed to be the worst side of town in your city is bad. It's like it's family. But I see a bunch of families walk around, you know, it's and there's a bunch of USC kids skateboarding through like they don't show you on Boys in the Hood <laughs> yeah. that there are 17 USC students that you're going to see throughout the day on scooters and skateboards just chilling, living life. They weren't chilling with Doughboy. You didn't see that side of South Central DLP, so it's not all like that, man. That's what. That's why TV can corrupt your mind. What's up, Carl? It's a different place than what it was hey, in mama. the 20th century. Did see it? how he threw in 20th century? Well, the 1900s. <laughs> See how he threw that in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the world has, has changed a bit. Yeah, it's changed. Since the Everything is century. gentrified. <laughs> Let's get you caught up on the headlines. <laughs> Carl and I need them. We've been running around. It's called the 411 and the 210. Let's do it. Here's the 411 in the 210. 
headline two. Number one, Alabama Auburn Tigers men's basketball stunned by Arkansas Razorbacks in overtime and end a 19-game winning streak. College basketball will likely have a new number one team next week in front of a record crowd at Bud Walton Arena on Tuesday night in Fayetteville. Arkansas defeated number one Auburn 80-76 to in overtime, snapping the tight Tigers' 19-game winning streak. It was a top-ranked Auburn's uh, first loss since double overtime to UConn November 24th. The victory was especially sweet for the Razorbacks, who said afterwards they took exception to the Tigers dancing on their logo during pregame warm-ups. <laughs> you know, the way that game ended, like, because aren't you supposed to run the clock out? You're not supposed no. to go dunk, yes, hang on the dunk. rim, and then... Very exciting. I didn't see the game, but I saw the highlights, and the way it ended was exciting slash disrespectful. What's up, Carl? In the 19th century, you don't dunk at the end of the game. In 2022, you can do that all day if you defeat number see, one. You know, Carl, there's certain traditions I will not allow to be broken. And when you're up and the clock is running out, you dribble the clock out. Unless you yes. want to fight. They, they almost got into a fight. The guy was yeah. trying to chase him down for a block, but he got saved by the kids charging the court. But yeah, first of all, you got to know Musselman, the head coach at Arkansas. Okay, that was deliberate. See, I don't know anything about. My, I know. I remember he was the Kings coach. He was some Golden He's State. hardcore coach, man. Oh, okay, Th- that was deliberate. They were setting a tone. They were letting people know that it was for his team. Let's go get another one. I, they will talk good sportsmanship, but. When you got Auburn down on a 19-game win streak, you got number one with your foot on the throat. Go dunk the ball and celebrate a little bit. With the clock running down? I'm just saying. That's a muscleman thing to do. Coach K, no, he wouldn't do that. That's a There's, Bush League thing to do. It's a little Bush League. It is, but that's what they did. And a little shout-out to San Antonio's own, uh, Stanley Amude. Uh, went to Warren. Um, went to South Dakota. Transfer, uh, you know, one of those... Uh, Grad transfer, senior okay. transfers to Arkansas has oh, really made that. a difference with that basketball team. Uh, San Antonio kid that has done quite well. He's one of those reasons Arkansas has uh, will beat Auburn last. I think he had nine points. Again, I'm uh, maybe I'm being old school because I don't mind baseball guys celebrating a little. And there's That's a bat flip. Yeah, you know, I don't mind them celebrating, so I guess I can't be mad. I can't pick and choose when to be old school. Dude, uh, the, <laughs> I agree with you, but I, I hate when we get to this. Because there is always the defenses. You don't like it, stop it. it. Last I checked, the game goes 40 minutes. If this True. were in the NBA and it were a 19-game winning streak by, say, the Warriors and the Pelicans defeat them and Brandon Ingram decides to do a dunk like that, probably a different story. But this is college. This is the highlight of these game. kids' lives. They yeah, will never forget be, when they knocked off number one. You beat the number one team in the country? I, 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 it's, you're right. It's a little bush, but I think at the yeah, end of the day. Maybe I'll be an old man in the rocket chair. I mean, Texas rushed the court against a Kansas team that lost last week. Yeah, that, but first of all, Texas isn't a basketball school, so it's not beneath them to rush the court. I have a and problem. Is? I have a problem when, no, Arkansas or, is not a basketball No, I don't have a problem with them. Like, if Kentucky, Duke, the powerhouses, the real powerhouses, like or Kansas, when those guys rush the court, that's when I'm like, come on. But Texas, they stink at basketball. <laughs> rush the court. <laughs> well, you get you get the number one team in the country at home. Bud Walton Arena can turn no, up the volume. Ra- Razorbacks had every right to rush yeah, the court, but the the uh, 
the last minute bucket. Let's not. Let's not. Okay. Let's leave it on that. Okay. I mean, let, seriously. And good win. The good news is Auburn get a, gets them again. Mm. They will play again in Auburn. And it, that that picture, that dunk, will be replayed many times. I can assure you. Moving on. Headline one. With Bradley Beal out for the season, Washington Wizards talk long-term plans with agent sources say the Wizards guard Bradley Beal will undergo season-ending surgery on his left wrist, and his agent Mark Bartelsign of Property Sports met with owner Ted Linausis and general manager Tommy Shepard on Monday to discuss the three-time All-Star's future and franchise plans constructing a roster, told ES- sources told ESPN. The conversation, which included reaching a consensus on Beal's ultimate decision to repair a torn, I am not going to try and pronounce that ligament, will start to shape Beal's decision on his future with the organization. Beal holds a $36.4 million player option for next season and could sign a new deal to remain with the Wizards for as much as $245 million over five years. So... So what? I thought he already signed. What's his current deal? When is his deal even up? He can opt out of a thirty-six point four million dollar and go into free agency this summer. I, I, I feel like Bill shouldn't let them guilt him into staying there. Hey, don't let them guilt you into it, man. This whole loyalty thing is a is a sham. It's a sham. Loyalty is a sham. This is this isn't the nineteenth century. But but <laughs> the loyalty can get but the loyalty can get you two hundred forty-five million dollars. <laughs> I think DC got state tax card. I think it's about one twenty. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, if, if you were get the out of Wizards, there, Brad. Do you get believe out of the there. Wizards? I guess they're gonna offer it. It's perfunctory. You can't let Bradley Beal because you're never gonna get a free agent. Right. You have to offer. Him. But you know, th- you think DC could be a destination? I don't know why it hadn't been. I think it's just a situation that they've got to. But I'm not sure. I agree with you. I think Beal needs to change his scenery because he did, he tried. He's tried. It didn't work. Um, it, it, for whatever reason, he's the best basketball player that nobody talks about. No, I mean, I mean he I, just he's he's he is that good. And, and there is what two nationally televised games. Yes, you don't see him unless you're a diehard and you got the league pass. So it, it would be good for the league to pry him out of there. At least the NBA would get a face that we. I think we need to see more Bradley Beal. He's right. good. But you don't. You're not even close to Brooklyn. You're not close to Philly. You ain't close to the Bucks. Hell, now the Cavs have passed you. The Bulls have passed you. So, well, I mean, what are we doing here? If you had the opportunity to chase a, a, a free agent guard, okay, and Harden's available, and okay. Beal is available, and both healthy. You know, I know Beal's going to have a question about his wrist, but you know, at the end of the day, he'll get better. Who would you take? Hard and impact immediate. I don't feel like Bill. I feel like Bill is a great scorer, but I don't feel his. Imp- I don't feel Bill is one of those guys where I'm like losing sleep over it. Like, okay, he got thirty, but he didn't go to the line sixteen times. On top of that, he didn't get sixteen assists. Because like Harden will give you thirty-seven, but also give you twelve assists. Uh, no, I, I, you know I'm what I know. Mean? So I, I, I would go. I would probably go Harden. I, I probably would too, but I I would take Beal if I got him up for a little bit less. Yeah, I mean I love Beal. I'll take him on my team. I'm just throwing the out impact, the fact the that the impact ain't the same. I don't think Beal would be a good spur, but I, as a spur fan, I would love to have him. Uh, I don't think I would want to spend the money that it would take to go get a Bradley Beal. I'm not sure he's the answer to the problem. He's an answer. He, you know, he, he we we'd get a lot better, but. 
So for about this, how many times got to see Harden choke? We don't even get to see Bill choke. He don't get there. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like people are like, well, how many times you got to see him choke? At least he's there. He was up three two on the Kevin Durant Warriors, and Chris Paul tore his hamstring. Frank, don't. It's too early. I will get Rob Thompson on you real quick. You got to make it to the playoffs and get deep into the playoffs to choke. Bill don't even get there in the East. Him and Russell Westbrook didn't even get in the play-in game. They they lost in the play-in game. Got ran out the gym. That should have worked. That's Harden. That wizard. It's not even close. That wizard backcourt should have worked. If they could have just had John Wall complete. You had Wall, Beal. And guess what? They were better when Westbrook left. Yeah, I know. It's that, starting, starting to become a theme. That is one of the themes of the NBA, man. You think it'll work. It, it, LeBron at home telling his wife, like, babe, I can't believe Russ is my guy. We smoke a cigar. That's my guy. He, I can't win with this guy, babe. No, no one can. I can imagine the pillow talk that's going on between Mr. and Mrs. James. It's got to be phenomenal. You I would love to be there. all the way out here. The only title you win is in Florida. <laughs> Moving on. Headline Zero. This yeah, is something that we teased but never got to yesterday, but Major League that? Baseball stops testing oh. its players for steroids after nearly 20 years, a report says. Major League Baseball has stopped testing players for steroids for the first time in nearly 20 years due to the expiration of the sports drug agreement. Two people familiar with the sports joint jug drug program told the Associated Press. The, spoke, the people spoke on the condition of anonymity Monday because no public announcement was made. The Halton testing is a casualty of the sports lockout that started December 2nd, a provision in the joint drug agreement between MLB and the Players Association that states the termination date and time of program shall be 11.59 p.m. Eastern on December 1st, 2021. It should be major concern to all of those who value fair play, Travis Tigar, chief executive officer of the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, said Monday. So is this something that, okay, so right now then I says nobody's even working. So is it going to come back? Yeah, that's it what I feel like. It has to come back as soon as the lockouts ends. That's what, so right now, of course you're not testing right now. Right? Well. I'm confused. I don't know what this means. It means that people can juice right now, and well, if they can get it out of their system by the time the lockout's over, it's gained opportunity. So, oh, but the under, but the assumption, if it's going to come back, does the deal need to be renegotiated? Do they need to come up with a new deal, they or are they just want to put the old deal uh, back in place? No, they need a new steroid deal. So the new steroid deal, if it, with the expiration, there's a couple ways you could take this. Because I think baseball has reached this kind of critical point of who are we and who do we want to be with the last with the recent Hall of Fame vote. When you've got the greatest in, in, in a couple of positions that are just not in a situation to be voted in, you know what I mean? When you're dealing with bonds, and, uh, yeah, I think I think this is just one of those halting. So it's, that's why yeah, it's just because there is a rather there's a backdoor opportunity here for Major League Baseball to go. We're not going to test for it, at least not now. I'm not going to show up to your door while we're locked out. Right. Well, no, you can't. But at the same time, this is one of those things that can very quietly go away. You notice they did not. There was no Major League Baseball announcement. Nobody came out and said anything other than, well, it's just kind of dying. Uh, I'd be shocked. 
are going to be tested for. Yeah. I'm not I, saying that they won't. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Once they get back to actually playing, they will test. But if they can find some someone now, there's just no way. Yeah, you can't just, sell your soul that bad. Baseball's not, not that much trouble. They're not in 94, 95 trouble to where they need to allow steroids. Like, where they were when they allowed it, they were in a dark, sunken place. They're not right there right now. We're not? No, not even close. Okay. Not even close. How no, far no. are we? We still... We, we still got a Bucky's about 60 miles down the road. We, got, we still got a ways to go before okay. we get back to the dark, oh. dark, dark days. Of I don't baseball. think, yeah, I, I, my perception of baseball isn't dark. It's just become secondary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't sit around like, oh, who won tonight? And but with Shotoni and Mookie Betts and Trout and... The, the you know the Braves and the Dodgers like no nah, they're they're in a good place still okay yeah I think moving on I could be wrong I'm wrong a lot that's the four one one and a two one zero okay when we get back Spurs get back into action tonight they're up in Cleveland facing a team that rolled into San Antonio and took care of them and we will get to see a brand new shiny Karis Levert as they just completed the deal we'll see him uh, start his uh, Cleveland Cavalier uh, career we'll also look around the uh, NBA for trades that have occurred and look forward to some that we hope that do occur uh, at 7:45 we will give you the price tag of a shack party and there ain't no party like a shack party <laughs> you, there really isn't though Rob. Have you ever been to a shack party? You've done a lot of things in this business. You ever been to a shack party? I have been to a party that Shaq DJ. So he takes his DJ thing serious. He's yeah. one of the best EDM DJs there is. Carl. I, okay, I, I don't know what that means. But you know I, what? I, I, I bet you he's getting 25000 a show at least. More than that. It, Just because well, uh, off of his presence alone. Yeah. He's he getting twenty five to walk in the door. Now the DJ is probably another fifty. I think he played at Lollapalooza in Atlanta. I believe he did. He, he does. He, yeah. He's been like since he's not a rapper anymore. He's transitioned to an EDM artist. So he well, sort of has his vocals on what is eventually a bass drop. Got you. Nothing's been you know since Fushnickens. Shaq's never been the same. Shaq went platinum. That don't mean nothing. That's like <laughs> I'm saying, just telling you, Shaq like went your, platinum. Shaq had a song with Biggie. I, I yes. don't get it, don't get now. Don't, let, let Shaq's resume is nice on the mic now. Well, okay. I mean because you got to remember who he's up against. He's up against Kobe, and God bless the dead. Everybody knows I'm a yeah. Kobe groupie. What's but, so good? Yeah. AI, not so good. No, no. but you know he's he as good as Shaq was. Tony, or is to, he, he was, was better say, than Tony Parker's album? Well, Tony did it in two <laughs> languages at least. Let's not get on La Machina, dude. When I saw. Tony's album next to the tortillas, I knew his career was over. <laughs> I saw Tony Parker's album right next to the tortillas. They said, if you buy this package of tortillas, you get Tony's album for free. I'm making that up, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem was he kept trying to make it with the corn tortillas. When we get back, we're going to talk some Spurs. We're going to look around the trade deadline. <laughs> You're going to get a price list. And we're gonna, Anita Marks is going to join us at 8 o'clock. We'll look at the, from the Daily Wager there on ESPN. We're going to look at the props and look at where you can make some money. We're going to have some fun today, so you might as well settle in and enjoy it. You're on R&R &R in the morning, and this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Oh, just let that wash over you. Love and happiness. They're coming to show itself is coming to the Alamo Dome Saturday night, February February the 12th. And what a great Valentine's show it will be. It always is. 
Anthony Hamilton headlines. Bobby Brown and Kate Michelle will be there. You want to go? Get on those Kia Boston Bacon phone lines right now. 656-377-6656-ESPN. Caller number four. Number four. Go see the show on us. You still want tickets, didn't win them today, you can go buy them at Ticketmaster.com. When we come back, let's talk. I got a couple things to get into. Uh, big deals yesterday in the in this NBA world. We've talked a little bit about Sacramento, Indiana. Uh, Portland began their semi-kind of build-around Damian rebuild, and uh, we don't know what the heck's New Orleans is doing. Let's get the NBA and the Spurs next. Hang around with us. R&R in the morning continues here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 at 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle on your home for everything that matters in sports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the morning. Your San Antonio Sports Star, AA Best Bail Bonds Big Game coverage is brought to you, of course, by AA Best Bail Bonds. Nearside app, Texas Cheer Liquor and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Going to be a good day around table number 21. Here at the Los Angeles Convention Center. How cool is that they gave us Table 21, Carl? They, they knew what table to give us, San Antonio boys. Well, the reason we know that it's Table 21, Godus. for all of you early birds, uh-huh. I want you to look very closely <laughs> at your at your screen. Because yesterday we were having some internet issues and dealing with the technical, their help desk yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I get on the phone with a lovely lady named Daniela. Um, She's she, trying her hardest. Bless her heart. Um, no, she wasn't. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> no, 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 she wasn't. <laughs> the reason I was talking to her on the phone, because she wasn't even on premises, but we won't get there. So she was uh, asking me what table I was on. Well, for those of you that have watched Star StreamYards, uh, there's, I don't know, 500 tables in here? I, I wouldn't say 500, but there are two, lot. four, six, eight, ten, twelve. A lot, though. 200 tables. Yeah. What table am I on? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm in the lower right quadrant. What are you talking about? What table am I on? Right. So it's on your table. Where? So it's not on my table. I'm looking around. There's no table numbers anywhere. It's amazing that I even found it. So all you StreamYarders, I want to show you. So this is what it has our name on the table. It says KZDC AM San Antonio, Texas. And then if you look really close, right down that's here, way on the bottom in like two-point print, terrible. that's where it says Table 21. So this is the page. This is Table 21. Great radio, but if it's audio, you'll understand my frustration when she says it's written on the table, and it is the smallest type you can have there. Good news is it's fixed. Yeah, it is. At least we think it is. All right, so the uh, NBA trade deadline is rapidly approaching. The Spurs are hitting their traditional rodeo road trip. NBA, they scheduled it right. We're going to get the Super Bowl. We're going to get that done. And the NBA is starting to get a little interesting, at least for Spurs fans, because now is the traditional time for them to round into form and at the same time maybe make a move. Uh, a couple you, moves made yesterday. you talking about trade move? Trade move, oh, okay, rodeo road trip. I mean, this okay, is the time when Pop, ahead. you always feel like Pop uses the first four months of the season to get ready for this. And this is the last couple. The road trip is the, we're going to put the icing on top of the cake. And when we come home, this will be the dessert. It might not be a good dessert, but this is all we got. So here we sit. We see Portland finally make a move. I don't know what it was. Uh, they sent uh, C.J. McCollum. No, to, I mean, I'm, I know what it, who yeah. it was for, but I'm like, okay, is this 
the rebuild mode. I don't. I, I, well, I'm confused. I, I'm a bit confused too because it feels like they're trying to go one step back, two step forward, or yeah. something like that. Obviously, like they're not too. done. Right. They're probably done for this year. Yeah. But they've got some salary cap space. But when you look at what... What was the trade after all, though, uh, for me, those that didn't know? It was... Uh, let, me, let me dig it up here. I was actually looking at the uh, Sacramento Kings-Indiana Pacers deal. The uh, the trade was... Carl, help me out here. C.J. McCollum for... It was a lot of players. Yeah. Uh, I know Larry there's, Nance there's Jr. Young got over there. there. <laughs> they, they got the 2022 New Orleans first-round pick, but it's only really? top five... It's only top four protected... So if it's what not, what does that mean to it, the? It's so if it's four through fourteen, it is. Yeah. Portland gets the twenty twenty two pick from New Orleans. If it's if four it's, or less, it stays in New Orleans. And if it's four, if it's above fourteen, like not a lottery pick, if the Pelicans make the playoffs, it conveys to the Hornets. See, yeah, you just have to tell me when it actually has to happen. The Pels sent the Hart, Nikel Alexander Walker. First round pick, more for Larry Nance Jr. Tony Snell are heading to New Orleans. And CJ. And CJ, yeah. And, and CJ, of course. I don't know what they're doing either. Who, the Pelicans? Yeah, I mean, they didn't get rid of much. And they and they had a CJ. They're, they're a better team today. I think so. I think that's fair. Uh, uh, CJ is a legit, uh, he's a legit scorer. Uh, we, uh, have we just decided that well, uh, uh, Zion is just not going to play this year? Why would you? At this point, I mean, I, I don't want to risk him. First of all, first of all, maybe he's somewhere getting in the best shape of his life. We heard uh, Portland, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember when Zeke escaped to Cabo and came back with abs. Or oh, I forget where it was. It was somewhere. It was but, Cabo. So maybe Zion's somewhere getting in the best shape of his life, and they're going to roll him out there. I mean, you still have a business to run, and Zion does sell tickets. So maybe they are going to bring him back. So I here, know. I don't know what their plans are. I don't know. I'd just like to see a thin Zion playing. That's all Me I too. want. Now, the Kings and the Pacers, this was a big-time deal. And I, I don't think anybody's surprised that the Kings and the Pacers are making a deal. And probably not the surprise that they're making a deal together. But it doesn't seem – it just seemed like they traded – Headaches for headaches. So I'm not sure how it all works out. So here's what came. DeMontis Sabonis and, and Tyrese Halliburton, among other pieces in the Sabonis deal. Uh, Sabonis is a two-time All-Star. Uh, he, it, uh, Let's see, who who are the guys that are involved in here? It feels like uh, Sabonis, Halliburton go for Heald. No, Halliburton and Heald go Halliburton for Halliburton and go for Sabonis. And There's some other guys. Yeah, there, I'm that, filling this know. one out. The Kings, what are they doing? Well, Buddy's been wanting out. I, I was kind of shocked on Halliburton. I thought they really, I thought they were in love with Halliburton. I still don't know what's going on with the big man from Duke. I thought for sure if they'd been a deal, he he would be a Marvin Bagley. I thought for sure he'd be a part of it. I don't know if they just plan on making him suffer or what the deal is there. But I know Buddy's been wanting out. It, that's one. That, that's just a head scratcher. Laker. The Lakers messed that up. Oh, what's that? Oh, okay, go. This, the, the, so we're waiting on Ben Simmons. Looks like James Harden might be a he, summer thing. Yeah, James Harden and Ben Simmons both feel like to me, guys, that's not going to happen till the summer. And Bo- and Beal might have been talked about, but since he's going into surgery, I think that's completely done. 
Spurs hit the road. We'll have Carolina Teague join us at 8.30. Shoot-around will begin promptly then as we look forward to a Cavalier game as the uh, Cavs have added a Karis LeVert. That's a good young team. I'm excited to see what they do and see if the Spurs can start the rodeo road trip right. Uh, Coming back, Anita Marks is going to join us from the Daily Wager as we talk... uh, the Super Bowl and all the ways you can make some money. Hold on tight. Lots to get into. You're on r in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star. You spin AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R&R in the morning. Uh. Live from Los Angeles. Powered by AA Best Bell Bonds. Uh. Nearside App. Texas Tear Liquor. And uh. Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R in the morning. You lucky devils are listening to our live radio row co- co- coverage. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Shutting in the mothership driving us till 10 o'clock. We all are opening up our wallet. We're reading the paper every day. We're watching the line. Let's talk some uh, how we're going to have real fun this weekend. We are joined by one of the best. Uh, Anita Marks joins us for the Daily Wager. She's a sports betting and fantasy football analyst with ESPN. Does radio work as well. It's a pleasure to have you aboard. Welcome on, Anita. How's your morning going? It's great. Um, it's it's a little chilly here in New York, but I wish oh. I was on radio really I was on radio what with you guys in, in Los Angeles. I mean, damn, who you know, who's got it better than you guys right now? Well, you know what? Anyway, I just we just left New York actually for Army Navy, and it was my first time out there. And you you got it pretty nice out there, Nita. Like, I mean, it may be a little chilly, but New York is New York is nice as well. <laughs> oh, I, listen. So I'm originally from Miami, Florida, born and raised. Oh, oh, okay. Right. So, okay. Like, my I dad, get my dad, my dad played for the U. It's a cane thing. You wouldn't understand. But oh. Uh, <laughs> I get, I get asked, I get asked all the time. You know, what are you doing here? Are you from Miami? Why are you up here? And I, listen, I've been, I've been up here in the Northeast now for over ten years. Uh, there's nothing like it. You're absolutely right. There's, there's nothing. Like, I always tell people like, you've got to, you've got to live in New York for at least a year. Quit whatever you're doing. Come to New York City. Become a bartender. Live on someone's couch for a year, and then, and then start your life. I always tell people that there's nothing, there's nothing like New York City. Anita, you know what? I we got to get to. We're gonna get to this, but I got to tell you this. I went to Miami in 2010, and my bank account still hasn't recovered. Y'all got you got to do something about you got to do something about those prices down there. That was like thirty dollars for a crown in water, Anita. I can't even get a crown for under thirty bucks. What do you think you're paying? You're paying fifteen dollars for a coffee here in New York City. You're I was gonna say. Like Miami I mean, guys, come on. What are you <laughs> <laughs> Frying pan and fire, man. It's the same thing. Anita Marks, true. Our our insider. She, of course, you catch her with a daily wager on the regular. She's also got great fantasy football advice. I I won my league thanks to some of the help from Anita. Now, you know, I I, I saw something earlier this week that the expected handle or the total you know gambling take across the country for the Super Bowl is. I don't know what the number is, but it's ever expanding. What is it? Thirty one. Billion over, or something over thirty, yeah, over thirty. Yep, it's, it's really it's unbelievable. And 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 here's here's another thing. You know, New York just joined the party like two weeks ago. Okay, right. they were they were. Let's be honest. As great as New York City is, like they were two thousand and late to the gambling party. They just joined it. Their first week, 
50% of their gamblers were first-time gamblers, guys. Like, marinate that for a minute. Like, can you imagine? I, wow. I, I, I equate I equate gambling to working out. You know the people who, like, oh, you know, they make that New Year's resolution. They want to go to the gym. They go to the gym, but it's intimidating. Yes. They really don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, you know, like, what, what exercises, workout, what muscle group. That's kind of what gambling's like. So... Um, you know, that's a great analogy. Well, you know, Anita, there you be you, like a, a gambling one hundred and one. There should be, and you bring you. I'm so glad that you answered the question the way that you did, because you've been part of this industry as far as you know. We're coming to you from Texas. We're still in the Stone Ages. I mean, we're 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 far behind the. So we can we congratulate you, New Yorkers, for being able to go do that. Absolutely. We're having to use VPNs and go hide out. Mattress Mac has to drive to Louisiana on the other side of the river to lop a four point five million dollar Caesars bet. You know, we we just can't do that here. But as your role is is unique because you're talking to those of us that that play the lines, and then you're talking to this vast majority of people that are making their first bet. You know, that that are really trying to understand what is what's prop, and you know, how am I going to parlay, and how do I do all of this? How do you see you defining your role when you're having to deal with these disparate? Degenerates, I don't want to say that because I fall into that category, to the complete novice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great question because you're, you're really, you're communicating to two different kinds of people, right? Like, um, you know, um, in, in, in one language, I can talk about parlays. I could talk about how I'm going to buy points down. I could talk about how I like this teaser. And I could talk about, like, you know, when do you tease uh, a game? You know, like, what, what, you know, where's the advantage in regard to uh, teasing? Like, for example, I'm going to tease the Cincinnati Bengals up to 10 and a half, right? Like, so, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're talking a certain language to a certain percentage of people, and then, but that I'm talking over somebody's head for, for first-time gamblers. Listen, it's interesting. Like, I consider myself, I, 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 I spend the majority of my time with very smart people. I, I pride myself on having probably the smartest group of friends. A lot of them went to Cornell, Michigan, and they don't get favored by three. Like, I, like they come to my house to watch football, and I'm like, all right, guys, what, like, you want me to put some money on the game for you? Uh, you know, the, giant, the Giants, are, are, the giants are, are seven point dogs. They're like, what does that mean? Right. I'm like, well, the, right. game starts, the game starts off, and the, and the Giants already have a touchdown. Already have a touchdown. But I don't understand. So when they end the game, then what do they, are they, can they lose by, or they have to win by, like, and I'm talking, and, and like, these are conversations with Ivy League people. So again, I just want the first time gamblers out there to know, if you don't understand it, you haven't been in this space, as we like to call it, you're not comfortable in it, that's normal. Like, don't be intimidated. It's normal. It's going to take a minute to get used to the language, the verbiage, the jargon, and understanding how to bet wisely. Yeah. Uh, this is what I want to ask. Going back to last year with Tampa, Tampa's in Tampa. This year you got the Rams in L.A. As far as what you can see, the line makers, this – because, first of all, the tickets, I don't know who's buying these tickets. I don't, I don't think they're regular fans. These the, the ticket prices are crazy. But from what you see, are the line makers making this like a home game for the Rams? How do they do that with going back to Tampa and then this year? How are they making these lines go? Is it, or is it just a neutral site line? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's interesting. Um, uh, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> do, do, 
does the Rams organization have a home field? I don't think. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how much time. I don't know how much time you've spent in LA, but like, you know, when the 49ers played, the, the fan base was seventy percent 49ers. Like, New, like LA is such a is such a transient city. You have you probably have more Cowboy fans and Pittsburgh Steelers fans uh, living in, Absolutely. and even Raiders fans living in LA than you do Rams fans. So. In regard to the odds makers and, and how they establish the line, at, you know, uh, making the Rams a four, four and a half point favorite, I, I highly doubt that a big factor in that line is home field advantage. I really, because uh, they just, they don't have it. You know, it, it, it is what it is in L.A. They just don't have it. So, um, but I, like, pertaining to the line, I, I, think, I think the value here is with the Bengals. You know, we we saw mm, them. You know, interesting. You, you look, you you look, you look at these two teams on paper, and you're, you know, all, automatically like, you know, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Donald, you know, Von Miller, like these, you know, Jalen Ramsey, like, you know, these big names pop out to you. But guys, Tennessee was the better team. The Bengals beat them. Kansas City was the better team. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati beat them not once but twice within 30 days. So you know, it's it's not always you know the team that looks the best on paper. It's it's the it's the matchup, and and it's a lot of intangibles as well. And to me, Cincinnati checks too many boxes mm. to be getting four and a half. I think I think this game is decided by a field goal. I think this game is decided by three. And so the fact that you can get the Bengals at plus four, plus four and a half, I think that's where I think that's where the value is in this matchup. You, you trying to dig in my pockets now? You got me thinking, Anita. Oh, what's the over under on Burrow's being? What's the over under on Burrow being sacked six times? Going, <laughs> He's I'm been going, on his I'm back the whole you. playoffs. Really I'm under. Going, I, so wait, wait. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna one up you right there. I, I'm. I have a bet that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to log more sacks than the Rams. Ooh. And you can get that. At, and to get that at plus three ten. Here, I would take that. that. Right at plus three ten. Who would? Here's here's the thing. Um, after that nine sack game against Tennessee, uh, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals changed their their protection scheme. Um, okay. you know, they play a lot okay. of 11 personnel and what they're doing now is they're going two tight end sets instead of three wide receivers uh, Tyler Boyd is playing left they're bringing in a two tight end set they're having the tight end stay home and help with pass protection chip mm-hmm. blocking also another thing that they're doing is they're playing a lot more Samaji Pirine as opposed to Joe Mixon because Pirine is a better pass protector out of mm-hmm. the two running backs so they they have changed their protection scheme ever since that Tennessee game, first and foremost. Number two, Joe Burrow is a magician against blitz defenses. You've got a Rams team, they're a top five in blitz rate. Go back and look at the two games that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals team had against the Baltimore Ravens, who's with Wink Martindale is was one of the most blitz happy defenses in the NFL and Joe Burrow destroyed them so the combination of better pass protection since the Tennessee game along with Joe Burrow and how well he does play against aggressive blitz 
uh, happy defense. Mm, wow. I just, I, I just, I, I have, a, I have, I've got a, I, I think Cincinnati's offensive line is going to step up for the challenge. And, and I think Trey Hendrickson, who I think is one of the, what was one of the best offseason acquisitions for the Cincinnati Bengals, gets him, gets in and gets his against Matthew Stafford. Wonderful. Anita Marks, add Anita wow, Marks on up. Twitter. Make yeah. sure you're doing this. I, I have a question. As we, t- as we sit today, Wednesday, and we're, 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 everybody's starting to open up in whatever service they use and start looking at the lines. For those that are just jumping in, and we know that we want to, you know, wait for the line to be where it's going to be before we make a bet or, you know, have somebody move it. And we know that you're going to be on in San Antonio 10 o'clock on Sunday morning on ESPN2 on the Daily Wager, getting us ready for that. Does it behoove me to lay money today, or is it better for me to wait until Sunday morning and listen to you then? It's a phenomenal question. question because because you should, have, you, you should have laid it a few days ago. Because, I mean, listen, a lot of, I'm just, I'm being honest. I, you know, as soon as the, this is early bird gets the worm, especially when it comes to gambling, the line drops. Yes. Immediate, immediately, you want to, you want to put money, you want to put money on a certain line, on a certain prop, because what happens is as we get closer to game time, um, more and more bets are going to come in. And the average individual loves the overs. I love the overs as well. But, by the time we get to game time, like, for example, right now, this is something you want to keep an eye on. Odell Beckham Jr., right now, he's over, under, and receptions is at five and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm staying away from it. I think, I think it is going to land. It could land around five or six in the game. That's what I got Odell at, right? We know Cooper Cup mm-hmm. is going to be peppered with targets. Uh, that's, that's where the mismatch is. And, by the way, that's going to be a really good matchup to watch. Mike Stilton, who's the corner, uh, the slot corner for this against uh, Cooper Cup. So so right now, I've got Odell Beckham Jr. around five or six receptions. That line might jump up to six and a half because I, I have a, my gut telling me that the public is going to start betting me over on Odell Beckham Jr. because there's so much hype around him, especially the last four games. If that line jumps to six and a half, jump on the under, guys. Don't even think twice about wow. it. Jump on the under. So you so so to answer your question, you want to jump online early, and then as we get so so a lot of overs early, and as we get closer to game time, look t- pay attention to where those lines and how those lines are changing, and I'd say more unders get game day than overs. Anita, you got you know what. You got me one to just go Bengals money line. Let's just go big money. Forget the cover. Oh, I am. Okay, so so this is so this is how I'm playing this. I've got the Bengals okay. plus four and a half. I got okay. the Bengals on the money line. I'm going Bengals wow. alternate alternate spread at minus two and a half, and you can get that at plus one ninety. I'm going. I'm teasing the Bengals up to ten and a half, and I'm also going to tease the under down to forty two and a half. Wow. And I'm playing. And I'm playing the Bengals over 21 and a half team total points. Oh, so we going to Miami? We going to celebrate? We <laughs> going? To, I'll, I'll be able to. I'll be able to have. A, I'll be able to have more than one drink. <laughs> the crowds are coming, baby. Thirty-two dollar drinks says nothing. That's why you listen to Anita Marks. That's why you need to be dialed in Sunday morning. Of course, Daily Wager going to be on ESPN two at ten o'clock. Anita, thank you so much for stopping awesome. by. We do appreciate you, awesome. man. I, I I tell you, you have changed my perspective on this. 
No, I, I, I would not have gone that direction. I, I honestly, it is a Bengals time. We appreciate you, Anita. Thank you for everything. You got it. Enjoy. Anita Marks joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. Again, follow her on Twitter. Uh, great follow on Twitter, but knowledge right there. But the, you know, you get inside this bubble, and we are in L.A. And you get to you get start to feeling the hype. You, you start, start feeling it, and you start thinking, well, yeah, you're at home, and this is that. And she and Anita dispelled all of that. Do they have a home field? Well, we saw they didn't against San Francisco. Does the does the does the Bengals offensive line are they capable of keeping Joe Burrow alive, much less on his back? Evidently, uh, there there's some things there that she liked. I, I don't know if I'm that heavy on the Bengals. But see, this is why this is why I'm hesitant. I was hesitant to make a choice early in the week because see we're going to talk to a few more people throughout the day tomorrow friday they're going to make great cases for the rams so that's our first strong strong case for the Bengals. and you got to remember in her line of business they watch the games totally different than you and i do sitting on the couch they have to watch tendencies yeah like she's talking about make like you have to realize how good mixing is for them to like you know we're gonna cut him back some because he's not as good in pass protection so i reserve the right to change my pick at the end of the week by friday so but that was a strong case for the Bengals. but i'm sure again we with everybody we're going to talk to we're going to hear both sides of the fence and why they feel like they should win but she made a strong case for the Bengals, man. The public. And she said she's going money line, so that means she telling me they she thinks win. the Bengals going to win outright. Yeah, they're just going to go ahead and win it. There is that thought, but there's a long way because we here keep and there. we keep waiting for them to die. Like, oh, uh, Tennessee, no way. Kansas City, no way. Rams, no way. At some point, we keep waiting for them to die, and they just they're like the Terminators. But they Thank haven't you, seen Aaron Brooks, Aaron Donald, Von Miller. I haven't seen that. You can tell me. You can tell me he's a wizard. You can tell me that the blitz does not affect him. He has not had Donald coming from one direction and Miller coming from the other on a very regular basis. And and and, you know Tennessee, how many times they sack him? Ten times? Nine. Nine times? That's why when I was like, hey, it didn't matter. I was like, what's the overall six sacks? She said she got the Bengals with more sacks than the Rams after what the way he's been protected. I, I I look. She if that happens, stuff. then the money line. She knew right. her stuff. She knew she had some stats and stuff to back it up. But <sighs> if I, I will tell you this, I feel comfortable in saying if I don't know the score, and you hand me the box at the end of the game, and I see Cincinnati has more sacks than the Rams, they, they won. won. They won. That's all I would need to know. So that justifies her money line. Because if Joe Burrow's upright, we've seen he picks you yes. apart. Yes. So I will agree that if they do carry and have more sacks, they will win the football game. Who has more INTs? Since we're doing this, let's just get all the way you know in the what? woods. I, I'll be truthful. I think that they'll probably both throw one. Okay. But I think Stafford is capable of two more. Well, keep in mind, if the uh, old buddy from San Francisco can catch, if he can catch even a little bit, mm-hmm. even a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, the dude has hands of stone. It's like he had mittens on. Who knows how that game turns out? He pretty much punted to yes. San Francisco and Just, they dropped it. He, it could have happened. So there is, there's still that lingering Staffordness 
to Matt. There's still that distant, well, not distant, you that worry in the yes. back of your mind that if there's a decision to be made, he'll make the wrong one. That uh, it, he is—he's done yeah, a good yeah. job of, of of separating himself from that. Mm-hmm. That and I think he proved us to me personally after about week three that it was Detroit. But there's still that lingering doubt, and I think there will always be that until he wins and does it without the mistake. You know, he's going to have to truly be mistake free for people to put that behind him. And they can still win. He can throw two interceptions, and he would still be the Stafford that I remember to me. But he's still in better place than he was the, when the season began. True. More sacks. Who'd have thought it? Some of the other takeaways there. Fans love the over. Yeah. She said stay away from it. Fans love the over because they pull the line. And that get direction. your bet in today because if you get if you really think that Cincinnati has a shot, you gotta jump on it four and a half, because by Sunday it could be down to like two. And that's that's a huge, huge difference. Who wins the coin toss? Don't do this. We didn't get a chance to get into it. What is the entry-level bet for most new gamblers? Is it just the line, the money line? line It's the line and over. Because, see, uh, uh, a fan is like, look, you can watch football and know football, but not know gambling. So if you know football and you you see Joe Burr, you see Stafford, you see Odell, you see Chase, you're like, 45, 50 points? Oh, they're going to score way more than that. It's going to be 38, 31. That's because not that's not gambling. Right. That's just you just knowing football. You see both teams score, not knowing that the game slows down. There's a lot that goes into it. So I think it's line and over under for someone like me that's not used to betting. You know not, oh, she was saying some stuff. I didn't know what she meant. Oh, yeah. She was like, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to tease at 10 and a half. I was like, what? Why are you making fun of 10 and a half? <laughs> I don't do the teaser stuff. That's yeah. that's next level stuff. And that's why I wanted to make sure. i got to watch her Sunday morning. Yeah, and Doug Kassarian's great. He's a great ambassador of the game, of the sport, of, you know, of mm-hmm. gambling. He, he, they're very good at taking you down the path that you thought, well, you know, that's for guys that really know what they're doing. And it really, at the end of the day, didn't. You can buffer some some issues. Yeah. The, uh, the line at four, over 27.5. The over's more than that. Oh, no, I'm, t- I'm sorry, like, looking at the Rams. I was like, what? The Rams at 27 and a half. Because if it's 27 and a half, I'm going over. Bing, no, 27. <laughs> the Bengals at 21. Okay, I was about to say. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I feel bad that I didn't hit the line early. Uh, that's another takeaway. She said, Make sure said, there's she a moment it drops. She said, you're late. Yeah. I'm trying to tease your show, Anita. I'm trying to tell you. You should have said, you got to wait till 10 o'clock on Sunday because that's when it really moves. It's gambling piece. She knows people take it too serious to play with it. That's true. That's how those guys, people that are really serious about it, they don't, they don't, they don't play around. Good segment. When we come back, we got basketball on the brain. Mm-hmm. Spurs are in Cleveland. Carolina Teague is going to join us. Shoot arounds next. You're on R&R in the morning. And this is San Antonio's Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. R&R gets you ready for tonight's game. The Shootaround. R&R in the morning continues. He's Woody J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Chonig directed this circus. Well, it's been a couple of days. It feels like a 
been a bit since we've seen the Spurs play. It's been big news that have has happened. DeJounte made the All-Star game. We'd like to welcome on the show Carolina Teague, who I would like to congratulate for starting the uh, campaign to get the man into the game. You brought it up a little over a month ago, Carolina, and here we sit. Congratulations. I think he owes you a bit of a thank you. Thank you. We did it, Joe. We did it. Who? You talking about Kamala? Kamala Harris? We did it, Joe. You know, you know, you know what? I was, I was so excited, and you know what? There have been people that have been attacking me and saying that I didn't start anything, which I totally agree with. I did not. No, yeah. Well, first of all, but you got it, but. You you were a, a huge voice for it, and you have a, more of a following than those people that are hating on you. Don't, yo, you gotta you gotta learn to no, ignore the peanut gallery. I'm not no, saying that you I, nobody I, said you started it. You just was, hey, you know what? I got a platform. I'm gonna use. I, I got a platform. I'm gonna use it. And you used your platform to push it forward. All uh, exactly. All I'm saying is I'm one of the only people on the radio in San Antonio that was really doing a hard campaign for DeJounte Murray to become all-star, and that is a Fendi fact. It was me. And then DeJounte Murray, because of Draymond Green, he did that little extra push. We all knew he was probably going to That was a huge push. That was huge. That was a huge push, too, but it was a collective. It was a fan voting, coaching voting, um, and um, media votes as well. So I think congratulations to DeJounte Murray. He said he cried in his living room. I was so happy for him. Uh, he was very overwhelmed with the He said he cried. So it was just, yeah, he said he cried. He said that he looked at his little nephew because he set up a, a hoop in his home for his little nephew, and his little nephew was shooting hoops when he got the news. And he looked at his little nephew, and he thought about himself as a young kid and everything he went through as a child, and he was just overwhelmed with emotions. And he started crying with uh, his family around him. So it was a really good time for him. And I'm, I'm really proud that DeJounte Murray, you know, he earned the All-Star. Uh, he earned to be on the All-Star Reserves, and he, I'm proud of him. DeJounte in the All-Stars. Uh, before we get into the to Cleveland, the, the trade deadline's tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I mean, wow, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. Like, Do you, like what's your expectation that? here? Uh, my expectation, uh, the only thing that I see that's probably movable that's been in conversation to move is Thad Young. That may be why we saw that weird, you know, maybe that's why he started the other day, um, because they're probably seeing you know, who's what team is interested showcasing in. Showcasing them, yeah. Showcasing them, exactly. Good word. A good word. I'm trying to read the dictionary more. I'm trying to learn <laughs> bigger words. And I'm definitely going to add showcasing to my radio word bank. There you go. Really add that. Uh, yeah, the Spurs... The Spurs head to Cleveland tonight. Oof, that's a tough game for anybody in the league. Ask the Bucks. Yep. Go ahead, Rob. Let's see who we're taking. Let's know ourselves. Know yourself. I was running through the six with my wife. So the Spurs coming off what a five day? Yeah, they've been layoff. Like, like four, four, five. Uh, Carl had it in my sports center. It's four. Yeah, Carl says it's four. That is a rarity. And they're going to only play a couple of games, and the All-Star game is going to pick up again. Mm-hmm. So before we start looking at you know who's going to play, one of the things that I know for uh, that more than anything about Coach Pop and his Spurs teams is if you give him three days to practice, if you give him three days work away from the gym, I mean away from a game, yeah, yeah, yeah. this team improves dramatically. 
There's something about what the way they handle practice because it is so rare that they actually get to go in and not just shoot around and not just walk through, but actually you know implement fundamentals and just get the game. The Spurs look better, and they're going to have a little bit of time. Now, we saw Cleveland come down, and what was it? How long ago was that? A couple weeks back. Yeah, I went to that game. And they spanked us. Yeah, they, it, was just, it was just overwhelming for Jacoperta. There was only so much that uh, he could do, but how do you uh, how do you see the Spurs and matching up against them? And I do, Carolina, like the fact that Pop is like, hey, Primo, I want to bring you along to show you what this road trip is like, but how do you see the uh, rodeo road trip and, I guess, tonight playing out? For the Spurs. Well it's, well, it's crazy that you brought up the practicing, Rob, because Jante Murray also said yesterday that yesterday they had a really good practice. Adding Zach Collins had allowed them to uh, get the squad really into some more drills and work mm. on their total script overall. So they feel really confident as of yesterday's practice. So I think there is a good chance that they might come back and win. But I also also have to take into accountability that the Cleveland Cavaliers have also rested as well. They've had a few days of rest. Their last game was on Sunday against the Pacers. And their game against the Pacers was their biggest comeback in the season. They were down by over 20 points in the second quarter. And then they had a fourth quarter stretch where they pulled it out and they were able to come back. Rondo actually had one of his best games ever since he's acquired by the Cavs. Yeah, ever since he'd acquired in January, he had one of his best games against the Indiana Pacers. And they Cavs just traded for Cavs Levert uh, to Cleveland in exchange for Ricky Rubio three draft picks to Indiana. So the addition with Cavs Levert also gives them a little bit of help um, and with the backcourt, which they've have been having issues with. And it was announced that he's starting against the Spurs today. So it's going to be really interesting to see the Cavs at home against the Spurs. So I'm not really sure who to take. I know Darius Garland is out. He's their all-star. But um, they have a really good squad, and then Rondo played well last time. And um, But the backcourt does have their struggles. So in order for the Spurs to win, they're really going to have to stop them at, inside the paint. Um, they played first played really well inside the paint. They had 68 points last game. And they're going to also have to try to push them out to the three-point line because the Cavaliers have issues at the three-point line. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Spurs uh, come in tonight with their usual starting lineup. I wonder how many more days we'll have this usual starting lineup. But there are some consistencies that I'm seeing. And one more importantly, as we know that the double Ds, Derek and DeJounte, are going to be going at it. Keldon's got the start. Devin Vassell has this job. Hey, let's, let's talk, Carl, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about our enemies. <laughs> know your enemy. Now, Darius Garland is out, so we've been told. He's out? Uh, I think he, okay. he's out. Uh, he will be out, but they will debut Karis LeVert. C.D. Osmo will be the small forward tonight. Evan Mobley in his rookie campaign will be its power forward, and Jared Allen will play. That is a big, big front line for Cleveland. They're huge. We are not. They are huge. We are not. I like, this is You know why I like this game tonight, Rob, is because this is a good test for Zach defensively and let's you know what I mean because like I said the last time when the Cavs came here again Jakoperta was overwhelmed like there was only so much he could do mm-hmm. let's see when Zach Collins comes in there again we know it's clear Rob that Zach has offensive games so I want to see tonight what type of uh, defense he's able to play if he's able to box out keep Jared Allen and uh, Mobley off of the offensive glass so this is a good test for Zach Collins because I don't Houston wasn't really a good test for no. him, but tonight and the, the entire rodeo road trip, 
should be a uh, a good test for Zach. I'll be really interested to see how we use Zach Collins today. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's a, I guess yeah. that's the question. I, I can't. I, I I can't wait to see whether we see him stepping out yeah. and, Evan, and getting on Evan Mobley. Are they going to put him on Jared Allen? How are we going to use him well, defensively? Marketing. Is he going to? I, I don't think he can step to market him, but he could. No, nah, that's probably Kelder's job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they utilize him defensively is really going to be an interesting watch. Offensively, we know exactly why he's there. He's going to do what he did against the Rockets. And with that, with a, a couple of more days, I like the way the Spurs look tonight. I, I'm looking at the money line at 225. Oh, Anita got you looking at the money line. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a seven-point line. I mean, I, that's something I, I, I like this game. I know that you do. That's the practice. Yeah, Cleveland has rested as well. But they're adding in a new guy. They don't have their point guard. And Garland ate us up the other day. We have so a cold. newly minted all-star in DeJounte who's already confident this should help that. Great I think point. this is an opportunity. I I was proven wrong for a week and a half. I do feel like it. this is the Spurs. They're putting the icing on the cake. Now, we're not a great team, but this team is going to be better starting now than yeah. we, they have in the first half of the season. To give the Spurs some credit, too, I mean, I think even though they beat the Rockets, that game against the Rockets where Kelvin Johnson scored a season-high 28 points, that gave them a lot of confidence that there needs to come into this game. So to give you guys credit on that, too, I think that they do have a possibility to win. As far as Jakob Pertl, Zach Collins is concerned, I really thought about that last night because I have no life. I know y'all are at the Super Bowl living it up and living your best life. Me, personally, <laughs> I have nothing to do but to think about the lineups for the Spurs. I thought about Jakob Pertl, Zach Collins maybe coming off the bench with a lot more minutes, and Jock Landale. I like that combination for this particular evening. She is Carolina Teague, Good our stuff, Spurs CT. insider. You got game day. You get Carolina. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, yeah, we have a great life. We're at the Super Bowl live. From, well, we ain't doing ring announcing like you. Yeah, superstar. we're not. We're not strolling superstar. wrestling rings and announcing. <laughs> Carolina, thanks for stopping by. Your San Antonio sports star, AA Best Bell Bonds. Big game coverage continues. Always brought to you by Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Well, you know. What's up, Rob? The uh, the Spurs game, the, the Spurs, I, I like the way that we're headed. I do. But I'd like to see a change. I'd like to see a little bit of movement. Not movement for the sake of movement for the trade deadline. But Just... let's. Uh, what what are we going to do with Juancho? Seriously, what are we going to do with Thaddeus Young? I mean, there are so many questions when you start looking at what the Spurs have done. When we go back to the Damari Carroll strange coming and going I mean, that was a very odd situation that, that we found ourselves yeah. in. The buyout of LaMarcus, just go and go and be you. Um, I think that they're rounding themselves into form. Yeah. And see, you bring up something interesting. we got to go to break, but you bring up something interesting. Trading just to trade. Like, if, if I'm Brian Wright and I'm Pop and I'm sitting around, I'm like, I really, I really like these young guys. Do I want to make a trade just so I can say we made a trade? Or do I want? Or do I want to flower these? Do I want to, you know, plant these seeds and watch them grow? Because you can't. I think teams do that, Rob, and that's why I'm glad you said that. Like, what's the point in trading just to trade? Sometimes with no direction. I agree that if it's a guy that matters and you and you can help yourself, you make a deal. But I, I one of the things I have with the Spurs, and I think this has always been it. I don't think they have ever answered the phone. And taken an offer. I think they took the offer from Chicago. I, 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 I think, believe Mark Stein. 
No, I mean, I listen to the phone call. No, I, I think that they they don't listen to phone calls. I don't think that I, I think that they get a lot of deal offers, and everybody does. Yeah. But no team does less than the Spurs. I think they were really on the hunt for Ben. I think they really tried to get Ben. I do. I believe that. I would like to think so. But I don't think if if you just go, hey, uh, this is so and so from another team, and you get a Brian Ryan, hey man, I've been we're spitballing this, and I think the first answer is always no. There's never like, hey, we're intrigued. We'll make our offer. You don't make an offer to us. We'll call you back. I don't know. I mean, there was a time they could do that. When you have twenty one, you can uh, you can answer the phone like that. Right now, now you can't go that route. We got so much to get into. We're excited. In the nine o'clock, in just a little over an hour, under an hour, okay. uh, uh, former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, Thomas Dimitrov, he's the one that GM'd him up to the Super Bowl. Right. Of course, things fell apart, but he has a very unique perspective into Dan Quinn, and uh, I think we'll uh, talk with him. I can't wait to talk. Preparations for Super Bowl, putting together a Super Bowl caliber team. He also worked with Kyle Shanahan, head coach for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll have some great insight from that. We're excited. Uh, Atlanta Falcon former GM uh, Thomas Dimitrov will join us. Jason Garrett is just around the corner as we look at injuries not only around the NBA but in prep for the Super Bowl and uh, the games of the uh, Beijing Olympics. So hold on tight. So much to get to. And we promise to take you there. This is R on in the morning and you are on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Jason Minix and I will get you caught up in the latest news, moves, and more this afternoon, 4 to 7, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. Thanks, Joe. Yes, R&R in the morning continues. He is Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schoenig driving this boat to, until uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, excuse me, I'm adjusting electronics. We are dealing with the uh, power issues uh your radio row coverage continues today and I, i'm excited as we uh the place is starting to pick up a little bit you're seeing some uh, some momentum happen today and guests are coming we got thomas dimitrov a former gm with the atlanta falcons gonna be here at 9 30 dr jason garrett's gonna be here at a little after 9 15 as we look toward injuries that are gonna affect your gambling life or your uh well your favorite team's life whether it be both uh olympic or NFL or Spurs, we talk injuries with Dr. Jason Garrett, and uh, to talk the, about the sudden increase in steps that my my phone and my watch keep. My, I've noticed yesterday Dude. that um, my goals have risen. Mm-hmm. I like the bar low. Why do you like it low? Well, I mean, I like achieving the goal. Oh. I mean, it's nice when you get the little bing, and then I noticed yesterday that my goal had grown. Yeah, we've been doing some walking because nothing, the restroom isn't close. The fake break room isn't close. Uh, to get out to where we get on the Uber isn't close. Then we get out of the van last night, and Jason and Rob have us going to the the restaurant that's all the way at the back of the complex. And then we go and doing a photo shoot. We go and do a photo shoot last night on the pier, and we're walking in directions for no reason because it's a photo shoot. <laughs> and we're walking back to the car. Yeah, so my steps... I mean, I've been impressed with my steps, and then to stay awake yesterday because Rob and I logged a lot of radio row minutes yesterday because we just didn't have anything to do, and to wake myself up, I was just walking around radio row yesterday. So, I've been impressed with my steppage. Uh, well, yeah, we're getting it in. Uh, the EA Sports uh, the Madden they oh, did the uh, their annual uh, Super Bowl playthrough. Who won? Cincinnati takes it. 
It's close. 24-21, I What's believe. What's EA's record? They're, they've picked 12, 13 of them since they've been doing this. Um, there was one. It's been about 15 years ago. They were dead solid perfect. So... You know, it's they play the game with the with the numbers a thousand times. I forget what it was, and they take the you know who won. And Cincinnati, it, they're they're also. I talk about momentum. You can feel the money and the the people are starting to fall That's why behind. Cincinnati. Get on that board today. They're starting to fall behind. Call hey. up your local or do go to Costa Rica. We got so much to do and so little time to do it. We got guests coming your direction, so let's pay for this fantastic show. R and R in the morning continues in just a second. You're on twelve fifty ESPN San Antonio on one oh three three FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R and R in the morning. Uh. Live from Los Angeles. Powered by AA Best Bell Bonds. Uh. Nearside app. Texas Tear Liquor and uh, Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. We're so glad you're with us. Your San Antonio Sports Star, AA Best Bell Bonds Big Game Coverage goes on as we're coming to you live from Radio, Radio yeah. Row. And our outlook just improved significantly. <laughs> for those of you early birds, for those of you watching us live, and please be watching us live. As you, this is one of those situations as we go over the next three days. Don't leave this. Leave your feet up because you never know who's going to come by. As I, we're walking up, uh, I'm starting to see folks roll through. Uh, we know that who we have scheduled, but we don't know who's going to be in the building and who's going to be available to us. So right. make sure you're keeping your socials active. Uh, your uh, let's say sports star is up. Your YouTube feed is up because you never know who's going to pop in. We know that uh, Thomas Dimitrov is going to be here in just a bit uh, from the uh, Atlanta Falcons. But before we go there, let's get you caught up on the headlines. It's been a bit. We uh, had a lot of stuff to cover, so let's get you up, updated and informed. It is time, though a little bit early, for the four one one and the two one zero. Here's the four one one in the two one zero headline two. Los Angeles Dodgers' Trevor Bauer won't face criminal charges stemming from allegations of sexual assault, DA's office says. As the Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer will not be criminally charged by Los Angeles prosecutors, the L.A. County District Attorney's Office said on Tuesday the ruling concludes a five-month review of the case, which stems from sexual assault allegations made against Bauer by a San Diego woman who sought a restraining order against him in June. Um... Because I just saw somebody, I want to say, who I can't remember the network, just lost his gig for a WNBA comment. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe Rogan's under fire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to leave this one alone in fear that I may say something that I may, may regret. But uh, what do you mean? I, I don't know, man, because it rubs, it rubs me the wrong way. That all the all the stuff that he went through, and then the, the, for the DA to come out and be like, ah, oh, you know, we ain't gonna press charges after all. So I just, do you think he's owed an apology? That kind of stuff. I, that's what I'm saying, Rob. I don't, I don't know. I because Carl said this this morning, and then we have such a busy day. I haven't really had time to digest right. it. You know what I mean? Well, I know this. And I'm not saying about say anything derogatory. No, I'm just no, saying, no. just like this is you got to you got to tiptoe around. Like, yeah, like this is it's a sensitive topic because it doesn't mean that he didn't do it. It right. just means he can't be convicted. That the DA looked go. at this and said, 
there's enough vagaries, and it might be the 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 victim. Yeah. That you can't trust on there. There might be something that he feels like I can't win this, or there's a chance I don't want to lose a big name case to a Trevor Bauer sexual assault case. I don't want to lose uh, that. Yeah, that makes man. me look bad. So if you're not going to prosecute, at least uh, offer the lack of prosecution with the same vigor that you chased. And 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 it, it puts these teams and colleges, because like right now when this type of stuff happens. Because it's such a sensitive time, you even though you like, you know what? I don't think you are, are a person that would do this, Trevor. But I have to send you away. Uh, star linebacker from Georgia. I don't know if you did this, but I have to send you away. Like we're just automatically like, hey, you got to go. But we have any to do facts. that. We have to do but, that. But but you see, but look and look where we are. I agree with you, but it's look up to you also to make sure you're not in a situation where you like, can be I, I have to go six months. Oh, what? Because we. I, I'm so then I'm supposed to be celibate. Is that what you say? Well, uh, do it under with absolute confidence that it is a consenting thing. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, this is a crazy topic, man. That's why, like, I, I don't know. This again, this six months gone, gone. Six months, a half a year, half a season gone, and then they say, "Oh, you know what? We ain't gonna charge." What so, is the so uh, the uh, the quote from the district attorney's office was after a thorough review of the available evidence, including civil restraining order proceedings. Witness statements and physical evidence, the people are unable to prove the relevant charges beyond a reasonable doubt, and Bauer spent the final three months of the 2021 regular season on administrative leave. He still faces potential discipline from Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, who has the autonomy to hand suspensions under domestic violence policy that was previously agreed to jointly with MLB Players Association. So he could probably still be suspended by MLB for a conduct detrimental. Yes. I, I, just because you can't be convicted doesn't mean you ain't guilty. And just Talk, be- ask OJ. No, I, that, but that's Utah. You bringing up a case from 95. See, saying, and see, that's the thing, though. But when they do, when they are convicted, we say, well, he should have did that. But, I mean, hell, just because you got convicted don't mean you did it. I, I think we should operate under the premise, and this is an old kind of legal standard, that... N- it's better that ten guilty persons escape than one innocent pan suffer. Hmm. You know, it, I, I'd rather err on the subject, side man. of no innocent person should ever go to prison. So let's err on making sure that even maybe some guilty folks get off. So I will, I, but I operate under the premise that if you just because you didn't go to jail didn't mean, mean you didn't do it. Agree, I agree with that. And that doesn't mean he he Bauer is still open to civil process, you know, civil case. I yeah, mean, she, she could still get some money from. And him, then right. you only need to be one more right than she does. <laughs> right. Moving on. It's crazy. Headline one. Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder hires a firm to investigate allegations of sexual assault as this led by a former assistant United States attorney Bonnie Jonas and Tiffany Moeller to look into the allegations of sexual harassment made last week by Tiffany Johnston. A team official told ESPN's Adam Schefter that Commanders owner Washington Snyder is hiring the independent investigation team. During a congressional roundtable on Thursday, Johnston accused Snyder of Touching her without her consent at a work dinner about 13 years ago, Schneider issued a statement denying her allegations. How many separate investigations are going on around the Commander's football team campus? And, and let's not forget, their backup safety and special teams captain was just arrested on manslaughter charges. 
from a uh, car wreck in December where he they said he was going double the speed limit and unfortunately his girlfriend died in the car accident so that just happened to the commanders as well it's it's been a rough go for the commanders man first of all it's hard to say I mean, it's gonna be yeah, it'll I, be easier to, to get, get used to it. I, it'll be easier to pick up the football team right it just goes to show you can change your name you just can't change who but you are in these cases don't you let someone else hire the independent investigator because to me Rob, if I come to you, Rob, and I say, hey, man, I'm hiring you. I need you to investigate my team. Here's a million dollars. Aren't you more compelled to look out for me? Yes. <laughs> Somebody else is supposed to hire the independent investigator. Not Dan Steinlinger, but hey, Daniel, it's going to be 550000 Hey, guys, I like you so much. Here's 1.2. So don't dig too. Let me know what you find. That's so whack. The Commanders are a joke and an embarrassment. Their name is an embarrassment. Their team is an embarrassment. Their owner is an embarrassment. You just got the Cowboys hung 50 on you the last time they played. Go away. The only news about y'all is bad news. Go away, Commanders. Let's go. go <laughs> Move it on. on. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal Ultra VIP Super Bowl Party Package costs $1 million. <laughs> Want to ball out in Shaq-like proportions? The NBA legend is offering an incredible Ultra VIP Package to his Funhouse Super Bowl Party in L.A. this weekend, and it comes with a whopping $1 million price tag. TMZ Sports has learned that Shaquille O'Neal's yearly Rage Fest is providing a once-in-a-lifetime experience for some super-rich party people, and it comes with a round trip on a private jet, a VIP table on stage, Rolls-Royce Phantoms for transportation to the party, and of course, unlimited booze. Shaq partnered with Win Nightlife in Vegas to put on the whole deal, which means that the group will get a dedicated security and host team to the resort. Of course, there is no way an ultra VIP would have to wait in any sort of line, so naturally there's special expedited entrance for the group. Well, if you can spend a million dollars with Shaq, why can't you just go spend a million dollars on your own to do that? Well, because it's not with Shaq. I think if I had a million dollars, I know Shaq. If I'm, I would, I would have to. No, no one's gonna some, buy this. There's some crypto Bitcoin. Do you think someone will actually buy that? Yes, billionaire. So. Just, just to show off. And, but do you think it would be someone from from the United States or some international type that would it could roll be in? an international? It's gonna be someone we've never Spend heard of. A fistful of drop. It'll be someone we never heard of. Made his money in tech. Got some money to blow. Like, hey, y'all, we party with Shaq. I can see it. It's gonna happen. Round trip on the private. You got the rolls, unlimited booze. It's still not worth a million to yeah, me. Yeah, see, I can get all that for half that. Yeah, it's still not worth a million to me, but... And the thing about it is if you catch Shaq at Walmart, he'll be cool with you. Yeah, why would you I have to spend a million? Shaq will be cool with you without uh, yeah. giving him a million. I start rolling in the rolls. You never know who I'm going to hit up. I might meet somebody better. And if I give you a million and you partner with Win, I need a marker. Yes, well, I, I would hope. A- Rob, I need at least a 100K marker. Just, you're going to have to have right? one of those big square chips. One of those. Give me one of those. Yeah, I need we'll a marker. All, we'll all celebrate. I, I think it would be great. I, if I had the money and it didn't matter, I, might do it I would hang with Shaq, too. I'd, go, I'd roll with you. I wonder how many people you get to bring for your million. There better not be a minimum. <laughs> or a maximum. I better be able to bring whoever the hell I want. A million dollars for, a, for 36 hours of fun or whatever it might be. <laughs> Sorry, you only get two. I feel you, bro. Sorry, we ran out. Yeah. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. 
That is the 411 in the 210. We are chasing Dr. Jason Garrett of Arost. He's about to join us as we look toward the injuries as the Spurs get back into form. The uh, big game coming up on Sunday, Super Bowl injuries. We've got to, a tight end on issues on both teams. A little after 9 o'clock, uh, we're going to be joined by a doctor, I mean doctor, Thomas Dimitrov, former Atlanta Falcon general manager. The lineup is coming quick, and uh, as we head toward a Spurs game tonight, Zach Collins coming off uh, the injury was obviously on a pitch count against the Rockets. Obviously. They hardly let him build up a sweat. I wonder what the process is when you're dealing with a broken bone. It's either You'd think it was either healthy or not. So the, is the pitch count about just your general physical ability, or are they still concerned about their, yeah. their foot? I would be concerned. You would be? Yeah, hell yeah. It's a foot. The, uh, uh, the Spurs hitting the road tonight. Taking on Cleveland as with the backdrop of the trade deadline, I, I, I'm I'm absolutely intrigued with the trade deadline for a lot of reasons. And certainly as a Spur fan, you you we wish every year for movement. And we talked earlier in the year or earlier in the show about a trade for just trade's sake. But you know, there's there's a trade for a trade's sake, and sometimes there's a trade just to kind of shake the tree. I know that's a, such a great point, though, Rob. And I think that's where. Carl has erred on the side of like Carl's kind of been like, what are we doing? Like we have salary cap space. Why are we just trading just to trade? And when you brought that up, I was like, you know what? Why would you just trade just? Well, I don't think there's a problem with that if it's same for same. But if you're trading and it's not, it doesn't get you closer to your goal. It's a trade just to trade. Unless closer to your goal is this guy's gone. And I don't think we have that. Oh, yeah. I don't think the Spurs are, are looking at that situation. But when we, we look at a trade deadline and we and we see what we're, we're here to do is cover the Super Bowl. And the Rams are in the Super Bowl because they went all in. They had a decent quarterback. They went and up, got better. They had a decent offensive or defensive line. They went and got Von Miller. They had Bobby Trees. They went and got yeah. Odell Beckham. Dude, they pushed. They they went they all the, the way chips. in, all and right. it worked. Now, my question to you is, mm-hmm. if they lose, will you will you be the Monday morning quarterback and say they made an absolute mistake, or was it worth the run? It was worth the risk. It was worth the risk. I mean, you're here. This is all you can ask for is this chance. This isn't a seven-game series. Anything can happen in one game. So it's worth it. And this is the second Super Bowl they've been to in – Five, mm-hmm. four, five. I don't know. I they were in Atlanta. So now there, there's some pressure on Sean McVay because the last time we saw Sean McVay in the Super Bowl, uh, he just for, he forgot how to call plays. I don't know if that's Bill Belichick turned him inside out, but remember that was a high-powered offense that mm-hmm. just scored what seven points, ten points, got turned inside out. So I want to see him. But to answer your question, full circle, Rob, absolutely, it's worth it. Absolutely, this all this a coin flip. A hamster could pick the game. You know what I mean? It's literally a coin flip. So absolutely it's worth it. So judging that and knowing what the Spurs are, they're not gonna they're not gonna swing for the fences. They're not gonna go all in. No, not, not they're not going to jump. They don't the Spurs don't skip steps. Sad. They don't skip steps. They and I'm not gonna say the the stupid trust the process. That's that's just not who they are. They just going to, you know what? We're going to teach these guys how to play the right way. We're going to take our bumps and bruises. We're going to lose. Then we're going to learn how to lose, and we're going to learn how to win. And 
we're going to take the stairs. There are no elevators to success. It, it, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be that guy. It is such a part and parcel to the mentality of the Spurs is that's just not what they do. That they're not going to they're not going to promote a whopping deal. They're going to they'll, they'll they'll take a whopping deal because they've been forced into it. The Kawhi situation, the LaMarcus move. But DeMar yeah, they they will take it when they're forced when it's forced upon them. And, but see, this is the thing. This is why I think you're at a point now where you just like you know what? Let's just see these seeds grow. Kawhi walks out on us. Lamarcus and Demar don't work. You know what? Let's just start from scratch. Build through the draft and and go like because the chasing the veterans. You when you get burned by doing something, you're kind of like okay. It's like when you touch the stove. Your mom lets you keep touching the stove, touch the stove, and then you finally burn yourself and you don't do it again. You chase Lamarcus. You went and traded for Demar. You had Kawhi. That that route doesn't work for you. No, it the doesn't. Route that, the route that works for the Spurs is building through the draft and hoping that you, you get a Tim Duncan, a Nikolai Jokic, a Luka Doncic, etc. That type of player, and then build around said player. Well, looking at that, we're not in a situation to do that. We've got about thirty six hours, well, a little bit less 30, than that, about yeah, less than that, less than that, to, to, to figure out where they are. Twenty six hours or so to the trade, a little bit more than that, to figure out where they're going to go. Thaddeus Young, Wancho, I don't, I don't know. Fucking um, <laughs> disrespect him. I'm not. No, it's not. It, no, nah, no, I'm messing with you. Have, have we seen? Have we seen this guy? He played he's like a few minutes. Yeah. a few minutes in a couple games. Hit a couple free throws. There's going to be a move. We're going to make it. There's something going to happen. Thaddeus Young by it, tomorrow. Thaddeus Young will not be a spur by Friday. Let's talk about it. What do you guys think? Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN are your kiosk and bacon phone lines. Tomorrow's the trade deadline. We have the Spurs as an organization for as long as they have been there. They play safe. They are into T bills and government bonds. They do not get into crypto. What would you do? <laughs> Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. Uh, let's jump on him. Who let's do we go. got, Carl? Alex. Alex, we Alex. got you. You're on. What's up, fellas? Thanks for squeezing me in, man. Good morning. Hey, right, what's up, my man? Good morning, fellas. Hey, so let me just tell you, I think you trade Thad Young, but you don't trade him to get somebody that's got a contract that's going to be an albatross. I mean, the whole point of trying to make a couple of moves here and there is to save on cap space. So you can go chase. Um, you know, I, I heard something about Tarian Prince. I don't know how much his contract is or how many years are left on it, but if he's got, you know, years on there, why would you want to do something like that? I really think they screwed up by not making that move with the Suns when they could have. That was pretty much a king's ransom they were about to get for a mm-hmm. guy that they're playing sparingly. Um yeah, I think the other thing is you really have to think about moving Derek White. That contract is crazy. I know he does good things, but uh, that's that's an albatross of a contract too for what he does. So, Alex, with that in mind, uh, who is the most likely candidate to move? You brought up that as Thaddeus Young, but Derek White probably has more value even above and beyond his contract around the mm. NBA. I think Thad Young's got to go, but I, but why would you just cut him loose for nothing? I just you know, I love the Spurs, and I've been a Spurs fan since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. But the thing is, uh, we are not really renowned as a great trading team. Think about some of the mistakes we've made in the past. I mean, we hit a home run with Kawhi Leonard, and that's really uh, you know, that's really a high mark on the fact that we do our homework when it comes to the draft. 
But if you think about it, we made a move for Boris Diaw. That was wonderful. But, you know, we really don't have a great track record when it comes to trade. No, we don't trade. We don't. We, we trade when forced to. Yeah. So my my deal is, and and don't give up Hurdle. Not for not for Jack Squat. You have got to hang on to him. Unless I mean, like the, for the Bulls to actually think they could, you know, that they could snooker us for a first round pick just to get him. That's ridiculous. They they need to play it close to the vest. But to me, you move young, you move white. Um, if I could just change gears real quick and tell you guys the best fifty dollars you'll ever spend on a parlay bet for the Super Bowl. Play uh-huh. the Bengals to win straight up, and and go ahead and add the uh, under forty eight and a half points. You'll win two hundred and twenty bucks that way. That's the best fifty bucks you'll spend, fellas. There you go, Alex. Take it home, Alex. Thanks for stopping by here on Harnar in the morning. The look, man. You got to remember, Rob. When you really put your hat all into somebody, you're not gonna just give up on them so quickly. Like that's what I, I think. That's what we're not understanding. Like we see. In our eyes, Derek White is struggling, and we're like, get rid of him. Like, that's not how it works when you've made somebody the highest-paid player on your team. And $70 million is pennies in today's NBA. So it's not like they're in a rush to move away from that. $70 million? That, on some teams, the, the ninth guy on the bench yes. is getting that. So to think, so in our heads, to think that they're just going to give up on Derek White is, I think we're, I think we're tripping. I don't think that's going to happen. I agree with you. I'm sorry, Carl. Carzos. Oh, we'll head into break. I do think that given the uh, the deadline that's coming, if they don't trade Thaddeus, that we're going to see him get bought out. I just don't see. No, that is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah I don't see I don't him see being a spur following this. And what? And I'm glad we're playing Cleveland tonight. Well, let's head to break with this. Okay. Cleveland is just about the biggest team in basketball. Yes. When you look at that, they, sure. can, they can roll three seven-footers, legit seven-footers that are appropriate to their position. For sure. It's not three stiffs that are out there. They can. They got a seven-foot small forward. They got a seven-foot center. They got They got that all. Watch what you see the Spurs look like tonight against this gigantic basketball team. Yeah. And think about what you're going to have to do to get there because while we don't want to get rid of Pirtle, we're going to see his weaknesses tonight. We're also going to see his, his strengths. But just measure that against what you see the new – look Cleveland Cavaliers with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Does it feel like Zach Collins and Jakob Pertle is a match for that? Watch that tonight. We'll talk about it again tomorrow. Hey, we've got a lot to get into. We're going to talk football with a former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. Thomas Dimitra, we expect to stop by in just a bit. More to come. You're on our in the morning, and this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5, or 103.3 FM. Ooh, almost got it. This is R&R in the morning. We carry on. Thomas Mitroff is uh, down the hall. He's coming our direction here in a bit. Former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, he's been living in an RV. That's cool. For the last couple of weeks, he uh, took on the van life idea and traveled from Atlanta here to L.A., stopping by and interviewing football types, doing some interviews, uh, talking about leadership and a variety of stuff. It's uh, 
it's a social media thing that's been going on. He'll sit down and talk with us about that. Uh, we also have a cavalcade of guests coming your way. I'm looking at what Minix and Reinagle were going to have for you this afternoon live, and it is ridiculous. Yeah, their lineup is crazy. Ryan Leaf will be with them. Lee Steinberg will stop by. They'll have Aaron Taylor, Taylor live. They will also have Darren Revell live uh, today. Uh, that's just to begin the afternoon as more and more are stopping by. The... Uh, Michael Aminis will be here, too. We'll have a couple of surprise interviews, too. We're going to rock the radio row here in about uh, a couple, three hours with a surprise guest that we'll have on for you tomorrow. True that. If you're just joining us. Excuse me. So, Dan, we, as we look forward to the to the Super Bowl, the are you looking? Tell the truth. Are you excited to watch this game? I I, I wasn't. I wasn't. It, it's funny because as we went through this remarkable playoff where every game mattered, and it could have been either other team, this was the the probably the most unlikely of the matchups that we saw coming, and I should be excited about it. And I, and I think part of this has been because it seemed like Cincinnati was playing on borrowed time. They didn't really, you know, they, they yeah, they snuck back Cincinnati. They play an arrogant Patrick Mahomes who thinks he can just turn the switch on whenever he needs to and it doesn't happen and they didn't feel like they belong here. But then when you look at the numbers and how they got there, they deserved every win. And then you, I watched the Rams, and the Rams could have easily been gone. I mean, they, they the could have they, they easily been San Francisco. The, Rams, so, the, the Bengals damn sure should have lost. They were down 21-3. So when you look at that, it seemed like it could have been either. You, there could have been four teams, and we could have crisscrossed all four different teams, and they all would have been the same kind of matchup. But I think as we start to look at what Cincinnati is and we start wondering – can they become, can they be, uh, is Joe Burrow going to be that guy? And it, we know that the, the, the he's gotta, already that guy. I mean, I, I think he's still that guy whether he wins Sunday or not. I think, well, yeah. Uh, now, it, it has I, to show I well. But, I can't call him Tom until you get a few. I, I, you used to be Tom in training, but he's still the man. And it could explode here. And I think Stafford might be primed to do something much like that, too. The quarterback that walks off as the champ is going to put themselves in a realm either where Stafford probably thought he'd never get to because of the career he's had, or Burrow gets there Dude, three Stafford. years earlier than anybody thought he would get. And and, I, and what's crazy with Stafford, I'm sure that's one of those things where he's just like sitting around like, you know, I'm going to be a Detroit Lion for the rest of my life, and then that phone call comes like, hey, you've been traded. I wonder how long he'd been angling to get out. He acted like he didn't want to go. Yeah, he didn't. He never came off to me as the guy that was pulling a Chris Paul or Anthony Davis. Now he may have done it behind closed doors, and Detroit kept it under wraps. I don't know, but I never saw him complain. I never saw him come in the front of the media and be like, "Hey, my team sucks." And I never. He never showed frustration. It was just like, "Look, I'm getting paid. I'm doing the best I can," and you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a Detroit Lion. But again. I don't know who knows what went on behind closed doors, but the Detroit Lions get what they got a first round pick coming for the Rams. Yes, but it's going to be like thirty years from now. It'll be the thirty first pick. It's still something that uh, Detroit desperately needs. Uh, other NFL news: uh, Mike Vrabel was extended, um, and their GM got another. Rightfully so. I think both of them are, are, have earned that, though. They have a decision to make yes. too. Uh, what, they got to they got to say like, okay, are we? Do we really feel like Tannehill is the guy? Are we going to stick this out? What would you do? Uh, you know what's weird, man? And I know I'm in the minority in more than one way. <laughs> um, I'm a Tannehill fan, Rob. I, I I fully understand that everybody isn't going to be Patrick Mahomes 
and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I feel like there are certain quarterbacks that are good enough that you can win with them if you put the all the other pieces around around them. It's, and again, if you get rid of Tannehill, if you get rid of Derek Carr, if you get rid of Baker Mayfield, like all the QBs that everybody the the the, the popular name that everybody wants to get rid of, who are you getting? Who are you getting to replace them, and when? And how long is that going to take? So if I have a because Matt Stafford, he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Drew Brees, he's not Tom Brady. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback that has had some timely help on defense, had some timely help in the run game, has some timely help with getting OBJ. The defense shows up here and there, and you you kind of all put it together, and it comes together one one season. That's how I feel about Ryan Tannehill. I like him. I don't know why. I just the I guy's like got skill, and he's certainly capable of winning. And I, my question: When you start dealing with Taney Hill, and there's there's seven quarterbacks like Taney Hill that have good attributes, but enough negatives to where you're always kind of looking: Is there another guy out there that yeah. maybe we'd want to replace? Is it easier to find a quarterback that can get you to at least a couple of playoff games? Or an offensive coordinator that can adapt an offensive strategy that can fit the quarterback that'll get you to a couple of playoffs. I think games. it's on your coordinator, and and I think that's what that's what Kyle Shanahan's done. Mm-hmm. I don't think Matt Ryan is a world beater. I know Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a world beater, and he got both of those guys to a Super Bowl. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's at some point your coach has got a coach, and because again, these quarterbacks are not they don't grow on trees, they don't. So when you when you talk about Derek Carr, you talk about Ryan Tannehill. Okay, cool. Who comes in and gets them the AFC title games? I'm starting to wonder if it's not more difficult to find an offensive coordinator to match with an average quarterback than it is to just find a generational quarterback that can overcome any kind of offensive coordinators that you know situation. Yeah. That's just better that can do any offense, right? Because I, I, we've seen what Tannehill is capable of doing. At the same time, I've seen what Kirk Cousins can do. I've seen yeah. what uh, uh, well, I think Carson Wentz falls into that right now. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of guys that were successful solely because they were got into an offensive situation that uh, an OC just only highlighted the positives and, and and hid the negatives. Some OCs are better at just here's the offense, man. Go go function inside that and be great. I mean, I said all that, Rob. He did throw three picks in that game. He threw three interceptions that game. So I, I'm sitting here pra- not praising Tannehill, but just understanding what I'm up against. But he did throw. I understand people getting wanting to move on when you throw three picks in a game when you're favored and you're, you're one of the best. You had the best record in the AFC. Yes, and you're sitting at home watching. So I get it, but I, I for whatever reason, I like Tannehill. I'm going to go down on the boat with them. Todd Downing, their offensive coordinator, is going to get another shot at getting. Are they keeping him too? Looks like okay. they're going to keep him around. I would think if they're going to give Rabel the money, that's an endorsement of everybody beneath. And Tannehill did go eight weeks without Derrick Henry and kept it afloat. But you're always going to be judging the, the playoffs. You're always, yeah, you're always going to be judging. No matter the what you do, yeah. no matter know, how far they go, that, that, that at the end of the day, that's exactly what they're going to be looking yeah. for. Yeah, it's all good, man. I I just want to see a good game. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and, and tell you that I'm super excited for this Super Bowl. But I do want to watch. Oh, it's going to be. Spe- but I'm not like, oh my god. I think it's going to be spectacular because I think that when we were talking earlier with Anita Marks from the Daily Wager, said public loves the over. See, I'm part of that public, and I love the over. Like I, I think we're going to look at well over 50 points in this game. I think there's going to be a lot of offense. 
And it could come down to, I hope it comes down to, just like it has all playoff long. Yeah. Last team with the ball. Last team with the ball takes it home because the Rams, while they, they offer big names, they, they don't offer big defense. Right. You know, it's not like they're, they're stopping people like crazy. So I'm gonna, I like the over, and I'd like to see the last. I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with Anita. So and with I'm that, going, I'm going well, with, with Anita. Who do you trust more with? You know, two timeouts and a, and 90 seconds to go to drive the field to win a game. Do you trust Burrow or do you, or or do you Burrow. trust Stafford? Isn't that crazy? We're trusting. We're talking about like, Burrow like I would that. Say Burrow. After two years, Stafford after ten, who's widely regarded as one of the more accurate passers in the history of the NFL, though we still has that. He still has that Detroitness yeah. where you just are waiting for the mistake. Yeah, I will still go Burrow. Well, if it goes to if it goes to form, that's what'll happen. And if we're leaning on the rookie, then I think everything else that that Anita has told us and what I'm starting to hear from a lot of other of uh, the FanDuel types screaming into their microphone that money's coming on Cincinnati. Money has fallen their direction. Better get your bets in today. So we're we're headed Let's toward the break, end, yeah. end of the show. We're expecting Dimitrov, and this is a uh, car wash of an event. So uh, let's clear some space, make sure that he's available to us when he does arrive. You're on R and R in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports. Now don't go anywhere. We still got a whole lot more show for you, and a whole lot more to do. Stay here on ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It's R&R in the morning. Around the curve at top speed, cutting it close and heading into the finish line. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Hits the R&R. Yeah. Carl Schoenig sitting back behind the double-pane glass. This has already turned into one of those Super Bowl radio row days. One of the things you look forward to is this: for those of us that get to have the have the, the blessings to come to these, is they, yeah. radio row is a bit of a convention. It's a chance to see all your radio friends and the media types from around the country. It's one of the few places that we all come to, and uh, one of the the in, more interesting types of people, a group of people that I've met, Minix and I have met through our Super Bowl years, are a couple of uh, well. There's three guys that do. That worked for uh, BBC One. Yeah, I haven't seen you. Get, I I, be, I haven't seen you get that excited for anybody. Well, they're here. I just yeah. saw the Brits roll in. Yeah, you jumped up. I was like, wait, who? You look, who are These they? Guys, what do they do? They 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 are pro football commentators living in London. They okay. they are presenters, and they they are they know their football. Yeah, and come that with a very British attitude, and because the relationship in London. With uh, Khan and the soccer team that he owns, they're and, and the Jaguars. Yeah, the London Jaguars are essentially their team. They know it. We know it. That at some point the Jags are going to spend eight games a year. At some point, we figure, and our our British boys have walked in and they they become quite the Jag. Fans. Y'all have talked to them before? Oh, we met them in Houston five years ago. Okay, and have had an opportunity to catch up with them year after year. They 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 come into town and uh, spend a month. Go to football games, travel the country. Good group of guys. I, I can assure you, we will have them on okay. over the next week. Uh, we are uh, we are awaiting th- Thomas Dimitrov, and it appears that he has been uh, delayed He's... with another interview. People doing him what I would do, hold him too long. I promise you, we'll give we'll have yeah, it for you. It's some um, stupid clocks. Because I'm very interested to hear what his thoughts are on Dan Quinn. He's the guy that hired him. He's the guy that. Uh, 
hired Kyle Shanahan. Think about that group that he had. That, he had a good team. And a lot of talent. And the idea of a team that gets this far and then collapses utterly upon itself after the beating. Well, he, I mean, as a GM, and I probably wouldn't go here, but as a GM, you kind of probably feel like Shanahan and Quinn cost you a ring. Like, hey, I put the team together, I put the coaches in place, and y'all didn't hold the 28-3 lead? That's not on me. Well, you got blamed for it. How? <laughs> you day, had the team. Got, and you know who's left is right. Only one's still around. Yeah, Julio's gone. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Kyle Shanahan's gone. Quinn is gone. And they rebuild. Tomorrow, we will uh, we'll bring you Andrew Beck, tight end with the Broncos, Kyle Turley, and uh, Michael Irvin will join us tomorrow as well. Yeah. Just want to let that out there. So yeah, you want to make sure there. you join us. Michael will be on uh, R&R in the morning uh, tomorrow uh, with uh, several others coming. Spurs kicking off the rodeo road trip as we head into the uh, evening. The, uh, the idea of hitting the road against Cleveland with a as healthy a team as they've been. Zach Collins back out there. I think this is the perfect matchup for the time. I'd rather them be on the road. Uh, Darius Garland is out, and that's a good thing, considering what we saw the last time we played them here. But it's more about the matchup tonight with what Cleveland brings on that front line. It's either going to expose or highlight what Zach Collins is going to mean to the Spurs. Is he going to be the Zach Collins uh, from Portland who's stiff-legged, can only jump shoot, and not really do much else on the the defensive side? Or is he going to be part of that Spurs help defense? Can he defend Evan Mobley? Will he be on on, uh, on, uh, – Big man, uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Allen. Will he get on? Will he guard the post? Will he guard the power forward? Who's how they going to use him to defend? Will we ever see both Pirtle and Collins on the court at the same time? We did not see them it on makes, the court at the same time. It makes time sense. Against, now I don't know for the rest of the road trip where he goes, but I know for a game like tonight, it makes sense to start them together. You used to start Aldridge. And Portal together, why wouldn't you start these two together? And again, against this front line, so you don't tax Keldon out, start Zach Collins tonight alongside of Portal and give give Portal and Keldon some help on the glass. So, again, I don't know about going forward, but tonight I can see them starting. And I do think that their skill sets are both complementary. I do think that they could spend time on the court. I I don't think Zach Collins wants to get in Pirtle's way down in the paint. And I don't think Pirtle wants to get in Zach Collins' way out at the three-point line. Right. So I think that they could function pretty well together. And I would like to think or at least assume that that's the long, long-term plan. But I recall when, when Cleveland came, you said you went to the game, and I had some other friends that went. And th- their comment was, that's the biggest NBA team I've, I've seen in a long time. <laughs> when they rolled out yeah. three seven-footers to start. Mm-hmm. So the Spurs primary weakness has been size on the front line, offensive and defensive rebounding. They don't have their point guard. We have ours. And I think that the pop has settled in that Devin Vassell is the starting. He's going to be starting over McBuckets. He has oh. been consistently. I, I know that McBuckets went down for a couple of injuries, but Vassell has the gig. I don't agree with that. I like Vassell's energy and point production off the bench. And I like Dougie's ability to space the floor for the starters with DeJounte on the floor. Because DeJounte, while he's improved his three-point shooting, his game is still to get into the paint and get his mid-range jumper off. And it it's easier for him alongside of Dougie McBuckets. So as much as as much as many times I said Vassell is my favorite spur, that continues to be the case. I like him coming off the bench. Long term or just this year? For now this year. 
and we, we can and we and I mean going forward, of course, you probably want him in your starting lineup. But just for this team, just for the sake of Pop's record, I like him coming off the bench. We as we get closer to the trade deadline. Anything going to happen today in your mind, or will the deadline truly make the deals? I don't think the Spurs are doing anything, man. Other than, again, and when I say doing anything, I don't count Thaddeus Young. If they no. trade Thaddeus Young to me, that's like, okay, of course. But I'm talking about like anything major like Derek White or Keldon or somebody like that. I don't see it. I think the only move they make is that. And, again, I don't even count that because neither party wants anything to do with the other party. So Ben Simmons going to get moved? Not till June, July. Russell Westbrook? No one taking that contract, June, July. Any move that will shake, or did we see it? Was it the Sabonis uh, deal? Tur- I, think, I think Miles Turner, there's a deal gets done for him. I don't know who or where. I think that's the only other big trade that goes down. We'll see. Uh, I'm a firm believer. I, I think in. there's going to be some little moves here and there. Like I, I can see the Bucks picking up a, a big, come off the bench, or the Phoenix picking up a shooter, or you know things like that, like little nicks, nicks and crannies, like armor all on the tires. Not not in full detail, but I can see your contenders putting a little armor all on the tires. This afternoon, when the Blitz gets going, they are bringing you uh, top headline guests, and this is just who they have to begin with. One second. Ryan Leaf will be here live with them. They will also have Lee Steinberg, the agent to the the super agent, Pat Mahomes' agent. And it's so crazy with Lee. You were there. I was there. Lee was literally running around Houston Super Radio Row, Rob, Will y'all please interview Patrick Mahomes? Well, like, yeah, he's a Texas Tech kid. He's from Tyler, Texas. Just think about that, though. Like, like not begging. I don't want to disrespect Lee like that. But, like, going table to table. Yes. Like, hey, talk to my client. And, and Mahomes, recall, he had a broken arm. Yeah, he was he, in a cast. He remember? was in a cast. We sat down and talked to him for a bit. It turns out that later on in the day, Minix and his family didn't, ran into him, and he didn't know anybody, and they just sat around talking with him. Weren't you super impressed with him at that time? Like, oh, he's well-spoken, something, yeah. something about him, right? Yeah, so. he was prepared. Uh, he was, you, you could tell he'd come from a major league family. He had been. He was accustomed to the press. He yeah. was accustomed. To, he was now. No one knew what he was. No. To do. But uh, given that, so Lee Steinberg. Who else agent, got? Uh, we they will also have Aaron Taylor will be here today. Uh, Dar- uh, Darren Ravel will be nice. here today uh, for the Daily Wager, and the number just continues to grow. Tomorrow, uh, Kix Brooks is on the list. Eric Metcalf. Who's Kix Brooks from uh, Brooks and Dunn? No, really. Diplo. We bring all types of music all I want around. Diplo. Uh, we're going to sit and talk with Andrew Zimmer. I will. Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself in front I'm of you. I'm just going to sit back and record. You're, you. you're going to see something yeah. about me that you haven't seen before. Because I'm, I'm just going to record you. I'm not going to use Rob. I refuse to say anything in that interview. I'm just going to let you get your rocks off because I know there's a thousand things you want to ask. No, me. I'll tell you. You're going to like this guy. Oh, I know. I I'm mean, you're going to like him because he's not your typical chef. No, absolutely. I mean the guy has done lived a life. I mean, not just of uh, behind the kitchen and the glory yeah. that is. So yeah, we'll have Andrew Zimmer tomorrow, uh, and the, uh, the 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 hits they just keep on coming. The I good news another, for us though, Rudy. I need another burrito. What's the good news? The good news I was going to say. The good news for us as we wind <laughs> things down that the uh, media room has stocked themselves full of burritos and, and hot coffee. We have certainly earned it after what we did tonight, but we promise you the same as we always do.
when this show is over, we're going to go watch the film. We're going to practice real hard. And we're going to come back and do it even better tomorrow. But know today, as we go out all day long, when your uh, San Antonio Sports Stars AA Best Bell Bonds big game coverage continues all the way through, we never know who we're going to get. Sometimes we can grab somebody mm-hmm. and have a chance to sit down and talk to them. Stay close to your socials. Stay, make sure your, your, your alerts are up because the interviews are coming. And it's going to get awfully busy. Nobody else in San Antonio is here. It is us. We're bringing it to you. Thanks for hanging with us here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Michael Menace and Halftime Crew will be coming in just a couple hours. Thanks for hanging around with us. We're going to get a taco. We're going to send you off with the Los Lonely Boys. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging with us.